Welcome back to Rap Drinks. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan, and today we are joined by Joe Baris. Joe is the co-owner of Metro Camera Cars. He drives the rigs, and he's also a stunt driver. So, Joe, thanks so much for being on the show. Super cheers, excited man. to have cheers. you. Cheers, cheers, cheers. 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 Uh, my first question to you is, is it true that, you know, driving these camera rigs on, on wheels makes you a rock star on set when you pull up? Everybody's just super pumped to fucking see you. Yeah, I think the rig is the rock star. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ditch these. I think the rig is the <laughs> rock star. It's like we're not the rock. We are the redheaded stepchilds. You know, we show up, they put us in the corner, we prep, we do everything on our own. Mm-hmm. And then, like, everybody wants to walk by, like, oh, look at this cool thing. And it's big and it's fun. And then they forget about us. And like, don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch <laughs> it. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, uh, as someone who's probably never heard of, um what metro camera cars is or what car rigging is for cameras like what is it that you know your company provides like what is it that you guys do why would like a producer be calling you yeah i mean right now we have chase vehicles that we typically are doing car commercials stunt scenes and things like that for theatrical stuff so you're calling us because you know you have a guy on a bike who's racing through some traffic and you want to track him or you have some cars that you want to you know smash up and shoot them while they're in motion but you can call us for pretty much anything you know you want to do some exterior shots rolling b-roll for a you know we've done b-roll for like horror movie where they want just like this like weird floating cameras like you know it's just cameras that move but move at vehicle speeds yeah yeah nice so nothing slower than 30 miles per hour probably (laughs) uh it gets harder the slower you go sometimes (laughs) but yeah i mean whatever you need we used to have more like uh low speed electric vehicles Mm. we have I mean, it's the the e trike, which kind of got like New York indie famous, like carrying steady cam operators. I've definitely seen that thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we've handed that off to a buddy, Russ Chave, who's a great dude, mm-hmm. and he lives in Queens, so it's much easier for him to operate and own this rig for us because we moved our company upstate. It was a pain in the ass to be like a city company with this little, essentially a bike with a rigging on it, and uh, you know we used to have like a bunch of little things like that, electric car you know, uh, the e-trike and we've kind of moved away from that and just do doing full size vehicles now. Yeah. And I know you got different rigs, uh, for like different, I guess, different, different types strokes of jobs, for different right? folks. Yeah. yeah. So can you walk us through like some of that stuff, like some of the options? Yeah. Like? So the, uh, well, okay. So other camera car companies around sometimes, you know, the camera car name gets thrown around with different rigs, but it's like, what is a camera car? Camera car is, you know, a thing that has cameras on it that is moving that mm-hmm. could be process trailer mm-hmm. you know so the insert car the the truck that pulls the trailer that is a camera car we don't have that stuff right now we're, we're doing like some tow dolly stuff on occasion that's not really our bag we have what we call a chase car which is just post mounts or like speed rail pipe whatever and then a stabilizer you hang a big old remote head off of it fancy mm-hmm. car it's fast it's got monitors in there it's great for stunts and moving around or shooting plates put a plate rig on it uh, and but the the real like the show pony is the the Russian arm or the Ukraine or the arm car or whatever you want to call it. Um, we've had a bunch of different types, so they've all different names, whatever. Right. But it's basically a car with big old crane on top. Guy moves the crane around. Camera operator moves the head around. I drive the thing, and you know it's the most. You know uh, what's the word? It's the most recognizable of the camera car rigs. Mm. You know, so everybody yeah. kind of like knows what it is, but maybe they don't know the name of it. And yeah. that's kind of the, that's the show pony. So you're driving the vehicle, but then you have someone probably in the back that's like you have an AC in the back that's pulling focus on the camera. Yep. Like so, you also have other five, crew. Yeah, five people. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say it's like, are they all in that one car? Yeah, uh, 
Well, during dry. COVID, there was like well, this, like, follow. maybe we can put them in a different vehicle. That does not work. <laughs> uh, that does not How work. would they ever ever thought? Well, you know, like, you know, Ronins and Movies and all that stuff, they're all like wirelessly controlled. So they. It, and then they got to keep up. Unsuccessful. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, unsuccessful. So it's, <laughs> you're essentially just driving a train at that point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that was the limiting factor is like, well, I have to be so close for the video signal to mm. make it to that. Yeah. So that never worked. But so, so it's like a, a, you're the driver. You've got a guy moving the crane, a guy moving the head on the camera, and then an AC keeping focus. And the boss. And the director. Okay. Mm. Cool. So in, in our car or in this current configuration, it'll be like me driving with the director or maybe it's a stunt coordinator or somebody next to me and then behind me is the camera operator mm. and then next to them is the arm operator and the ac get in the trunk you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's sounds, like it's like right. it's like that we like it like this we've been doing this for a little while it's nice because the arm operator and myself have to kind of be in sync and we're talking and if he's directly behind me it gets hard to communicate and i don't like having open comms because then people start really jumping right. on top of each other but we have communication this way. exactly <laughs> and then you know you're doing all the creative stuff with like if bert is the director because bert would be the director you know <laughs> doing it like this and we could have a nice chat while yeah. they talk about tech nerd yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. back That's there smart. yeah it's, it is all of that self like are you guys the the like the the head like you you provide the the stabilizers and everything our, like that our crew is the three people okay. with the three main Nice. pieces of equipment right there's the car there's the apparatus in this if we're talking about the the ukraine it's the crane itself and then there's the remote head okay and if it's you know just a chase car it's just like me and a head tech mm. how how'd you get into that yeah what was that journey like for you to even get uh, to this point yeah um, <laughs> it seems like something that's like we so don't have enough time well, you know because it's like like you're 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 running a camera car so i'm assuming that's like that's camera department that's 600 if you're if you're doing a union thing but you're also driving which is technically a stunt thing Mm -hmm. which is 52 Mm -hmm. here in new york like you're where like where is this stunt is sag sorry sorry yes yes i think think it gets mixed up with like effects sometimes yeah i think it's right yes yeah but then you're it's also a car so i'm sure teamsters love you i had like a like a decade of camera first right came out of film school was like doing camera stuff so it was like acing a little bit dping pretty much from the jump and just grinding it out doing that and i fell out of love with it because i'm not i just it's not for me i Mm. I, you know i'm i'm so like task oriented if you give me the task i will i will die for the task so it's like start to finish doing a commercial job and going through all the politics of all of that and I, i just i kind of fell out of love with the process but like doing the job was great okay well I don't get to just do the job. Maybe you could be a camera operator. Maybe you can get the phone call, but you can't be a DP and do that. So I kind of started walking away from that. And, you know, I had performance driving experience from like being, you know, like interested in that stuff from when I was like in my early 20s, reached out to a stunt buddy. How do I do this? I want to be a stunt man. I want to be a stunt driver is really what I told him. And he goes, uh, you don't. You're uh. either a stunt performer who does all of these different things, fight, fall, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Or maybe you're like, an ex race car driver with a high pedigree and then you're going to like get into stunt driving and huh. you know but like you have to do a little bit of everything and so that was kind of like the turning point I was like oh do I okay sure and then I did it and then I walked away from camera and the second you decide for the people at home the second you decide <laughs> on making a career change the phone will stop ringing they will yeah. stop calling you for camera stuff they will stop calling you for whatever your past life was. You're just, you're doing that new thing. Like you fucking decided. If you yeah. said it out loud once, you decided. Yeah. Um, 
You also have to turn that stuff down, right? Like actively. If like, you want to commit fully yeah. to it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to commit to the change. And then, so there's the priorities, right? It's like, well, I would like to have this fight with this gentleman on camera. Okay, well, then I can't take that, you know, corporate video job or whatever the hell right. it is. <laughs> right. But if everybody stops calling you and you can't survive in that amount of time while you're training or learning the skills or doing the thing, it becomes incredibly difficult. Yeah. What happened for me, and this is where the camera car business comes in, is I was doing the stunt stuff. I got injured during training, broke a collarbone. Shit happens. Oh, and then I just had this moment of like, well, I can't have my body attached to my ability to make money, right? I can't put a camera on my shoulder now. Mm. I can't do the punchy kickies. So <laughs> what do I do? Technical term. Yeah. <laughs> so I have all of this camera knowledge and experience, and it's not it's not for nothing. And it has been incredibly valuable. But then I have all this driving stuff that I would like to do. Maybe I just cram it all together. That decision gets made in 2018 uh, or end of 2017. So the like, well, what are we what are we missing in the market? Well, we're missing something that's cheap and local and like for the non-union crowd, like all my like indie buddies shooting movies. I shot a bunch of features and did all this shitty rigging with car <laughs> rigs and stuff. And I was like, well, we could fix that. We can do those photos that are up on the wall of these people doing unsafe things with cars. <laughs> those, those are all completely legal. What unsafe. are you talking about? <laughs> Safety's a scale. <laughs> Safety is third. They did claim it third, right? It's like, it's coffee, go fast, safety. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from, yeah, from that point, I was like, okay, well, I can, I can make something for the little guy. And that very quickly was like, not cool. They were like, no, we need bigger, heavier cameras on these little gimbals. Okay, well, you need a bigger crane and a bigger car. And the company had to grow from like, not hobby level, but from like, oh, I, I have a very niche purpose for this thing. And like, we have like one piece of gear up to, now we're partnered with like the, the I guess the most well-known or like the biggest arm car tech company, you know, like the, the originators of the Russian arm, which is now called the Ukraine or whatever. Like those are our guys. Yeah. So we went from like scrappy little local thing to like being part of like a thing that's bigger than us, mm -hmm. which is great. It's like, it's the pinnacle of technology and it's where you want to be. But you know, I've also learned that the world that I'm in is now I'm pot committed. I'm not ain't going anywhere yeah but it's it's a rough one it's a lot of politics when you get up to that like it, stuff yeah. that you weren't expecting to have to deal with um yeah logistics politics government stuff you know like you're getting into you know owning commercial vehicles and things mm. and getting into transportation and interstate stuff and oh yeah and then dealing shit. with the differences yeah. between commercials and movies and tv and the different crews and indie stuff and you know teamsters want this and the stunts want that and the you know, uh, commercials, the agency books the talent and they won't do your contract. And blah, 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 so you got to go right. non-union and you're the only, it's like all this like weird little, little things that I, but I've learned if I, if I wasn't doing this, I would be dumber. Like it's taught me so much, but it's yeah. fucking hard. Right. Yeah. yeah Dying no, over for here. sure. So what was your first camera car job? Like, what was, what was, do you remember that experience? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, he says with a grin. Yeah, it was fun. She knows who she is. Um, <laughs> producer, text her one day. Hey, we're getting this little thing. You know, we were like already like modifying the car to accept the crane, which we had went and tested. We tested a very small, very, you know, at the time it was like the only thing that you could get, um, and now it's 
kind of laughable like what it was and how ineffective it was. Uh, way too slow, way too small, but it's not what it was a first product from a, a small company, right? And I go, oh, we're getting this thing and, you know, it's going to be cool. Like, we'll, we'll have it available. And she goes, well, what about, I don't know, name it Tuesday. And it's like, well, we don't, we don't have, I mean, I guess it shows up on Monday. Uh, you know, <laughs> and it, was one of, it was one of those like, hey, I, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. And I was honest. But I was like, I don't think it's a good, good idea. We haven't, fin- it. We haven't yeah. finished it yet, yeah. you know. And as it went on, it was like this big stunt scene going over the Queensboro Bridge going through a grid of whatever and it was a shit show and it was not their first it was like their third time reshooting it so it was this so everybody knows who they are this is like this is bigger than me i just i said like yes because i gave you the warning and then you said let's you know let's roll the dice was literally what you said i was like (laughs) oh my god you know and so i was like i was like okay you know like we'll do the best we can and as that prep developed this is the fucking crazy part we hadn't even done anything yet. We hadn't done jobs yet. So I'm not pretending to be anybody. I'm just saying we have this thing. They go, can we put two cameras <laughs> on the rig? I go, what do you mean? They go, well, they want like another one. And then so the one is booming up and down. And it's like we're going to be pulling. Pulling means the camera's in the back, right? Imagine there's a string behind you. You're pulling something. That's mm-hmm. the direction of the camera. So arm's going like this. And the other camera's just on like a black arm, like a stabilizer. And so they want two Ronins kind of doing this we had never done a fucking job with this thing before and i'm like this is too like we don't have the manpower for this they didn't have the manpower for it but it's also their third time reshooting the acs were checked out nobody wanted anything to do with us or this extra difficulty and of course you know we didn't have the time the camera packages were way too big and this is still like you know ronin 2 was like new to especially us we're like it was a major failure but it was a failure that i warned you Right. We, actually, we didn't do the two camera. They couldn't, they couldn't get it prepped in time, so they're like, fuck it, throw it out. And it was still, it was a disaster. Oh, my God. Do you remember what the shot was? So you were pulling camera, you were leaving? Yeah, who was, then... yeah, uh, I won't say the names of the people, but the stunt guys going through a grid. A grid of cars are like staggered. For the camera, here we go. Staggered cars, like there's one here, here, you know, like this. And then, you, you know, the hero car, the bad guy is going to go they're through weaving. it. Yeah, they're going to weave through it. And so we're pulling them through it, and the camera's just like, they just need like little bits, because I'm sure they shot a fuck ton of this footage already. Right. So they just needed like a little bit of motion. I don't know. I mean, we didn't get very far. It didn't didn't work well. <laughs> we only did it once and it was like, meh, you know, enough of that. Oh. Yeah. Oh and then they were God. just like, what? They, oh, that was like the, the, arm, the arm wasn't working well? The arm was or fine. It was the, the, it was the building the, the camera into the head. Okay. Because at that time they gave us these huge, I think it was like a anamorphic zoom lens. That just oh did like we could not in like twenty minutes get this thing balanced Waited, on yeah. a ro- on a Ronin when we had like barely any experience with like this on you know, then you have to tune it for the apparatus that you're on you know they all like respond differently I, we didn't have the time so they were like rushing us they got us out there I look in the I look at the head in the mirror I go oh it's doing something funny and it was it it was over huh yeah it was a waste oh, but man. that's like welcome to still got paid somewhat yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was that. What was that car rig like? What what car? What? Oh yeah, we started with a Honda Fit, <laughs> which is what I owned at the time, and I love this. I th- this is how warped my. I was like, we want something small for the indie crowd. It'd be fun to have a little thing that can go in tight places that you can't put a big truck or an SUV with this big huge crane. I thought it would be a fun novelty that you can use creatively. Boy, was that yeah. not smart! <laughs> like they. It, you know, it's like the, what was it, 
you know, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Like that's how, <laughs> that's how camera is. And they just go like, well, but here's this thing. Like, let's just put six people in it and put all this extra stuff on it. And I go, hey, it's, it's a Honda fit. I can speak. It can hold 13 kegs. So, so I mean, that can hold, <laughs> so that can hold six people. It's, such, it's the best yeah. car I've ever owned. He loves the Honda fit. <laughs> I just, I just switched out of the Honda fit after like, what do you have now? Uh, Ford EcoSport. It's basically a Honda Fit on a lift kit. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> that's disappointing. I should have a Honda Fit. I don't like the the interior changed after 2014. I don't like the new interiors. Yeah, because they used to keep pennies up in this like one specific <laughs> cup holder. So I used like, to. So yeah, when I was when I was no, when I was working in New York a lot, people are assholes. Like there there's there's very specific roads where you know it's like if you're in the left lane, you're getting into a tunnel instead of a bridge, and now you're in the wrong borough. And so people would always drive up on the left, and there were I there were so many times people almost just ran into my car. I kept uh, a cup of washers in my door that I could just fucking huck at anybody that like almost ran me off the road. It's like I get it, I'm a small car, but I'm a fucking asshole. So, so you're gonna get a dent when you when you fucking try to run no, me I, out. I do appreciate that because because I'm I, first I'm judging you, but I'm going back now because I'm like you could have bought a Hummer and tried to like run them off yeah, the road. No, it's, it's, I'm the little guy protecting but myself. But yeah, but yeah. you're just like no, I'm just, uh, you're the Chihuahua. Yeah. As a little as a little guy, I go like, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Okay. That's fine. Oh my god. Dude. So well, what, at least you got to do the job and nothing broke. Hopefully everything was fine. No, nothing broke. It just was unsuccessful. You know, and there's there have been a few like unsuccessful days. Not many. You know, thankfully, but it's always like gonna be tech related, but tech can be fixed. So it's always a big thing from when I first started was People don't know how to integrate with us. They don't know, like, mm-hmm. especially because I built this thing to be like, oh, I'll be everybody's, like, first kiss. You know, like, they haven't had a chance to use one of these or they haven't had a chance to operate in one of these before. And then we'll be that and we'll learn together in the beginning, but then grow it quickly. Um, and I think the big thing that came with what I was trying to build was, like, some, what's the word for it? It's going to be an awkward pause here, but some accountability. It's like you have... It's not on the grips. It's not on production to figure this out. It's like, no, no, you call us. We have our little system. Mm-hmm. We'll bring it out. We'll do it safely. You have a good driver. You have, like, this gear that we built, you know, or that we but rigged. Like an like all-inclusive sort of package. Yeah, which yeah. is how it is, yeah. but not at that scale, not for the little guy. Yeah. You know, that didn't really work out like, I'm, like I've been joking about, but it's it, – that was the idea behind it, and it has that is kept true. It's just built and got a yeah. little bigger. So, w- with the Honda, did you buy like a arm and yeah, just so put it on your own a car? Company called Motocrane. Yeah, they have a bunch of different products now, but that was their first thing, you know. And they had like some. I don't. I, I'm not going to speak for them, but I think it was like they had some like, investor money. They made this little crane. It was like nine feet or something like. It's small and slow and wasn't good, mm-hmm. but it was the only crane that you could like that they could like mass produce. I think they made like 50 of them or whatever it is. Hmm. That's not mass producing, but for this yeah. level of technology, like how many of these fucking things Repeatability do you want? or what? We'll yeah. talk about how market saturation later, but <laughs> it is oversaturated. Um, Cause that thing's still kicking around somewhere. I don't know who has it, but we had this little thing and you know, we bought it from them and then like, you know, six months later we upgraded to their next thing. Cause they built a new thing immediately. And uh, you know, that's it. It's just like little tiny 12-foot arm, kind of dinky. And when you but called like, them and were like, I'm going to put this on a Honda Fit, where they were like, awesome. Cool. <laughs> they were, no, they were I mean, that's why he made, you know, like give the guy credit. Like the, they were like, 
yeah, this is cool. We want to see it put on different things. You can't put a full-size Ukraine on a Honda Fit. It will not work. Granted, this wasn't the right product. It wasn't good enough at the time, but it was the only thing, and we were trying something, and it was, you know, it's where we started. It's fine. So is there is there a reason like I guess when a lot of people think of like the arm car or whatever they're looking at a Porsche Cayenne yeah right like that's the one why why a fucking Porsche or a Mercedes yeah you know like is there really no lower level car that is worthy of putting this giant arm on short answer now snobbery okay but no it's legit it's legit like there's no reason <laughs> there's no reason why you couldn't take like cop car like the the explorer st like motor was 400 horsepower v6 twin turbo it's a great car it's got beefy suspension it's got big brakes in the front decent brakes in the front it's a big strong car (laughs) no reason you couldn't put a crane on that but why would you put it on a ford like we our second car i'll give you the lineage and this will kind of answer is like well we need a bigger car and we need to prioritize the operators because they need to be comfortable this is what we learned that was a problem with the honda which we thought had a different use case well okay throw that out we got a ford edge we souped it up Big brakes, better suspension, did the whole thing. The reason we picked that car, transverse engine, means the engine is sideways, not long ways. So there's more, the front seats are pushed forward, more room for the operators in the back. Mm-hmm. All the fucking people, why did you pick a Ford? Everybody else using a Cayenne. I was like, fucking Christ, man. I was thinking of you, yeah, and then, <laughs> but they don't, they don't care. It's just straight up the snooting. Yeah. It's they like, a, it's eyewash. They want to, yeah, they, they it care. looks important. Could've and then when they're in it, they're a... super happy. It was comfortable, but it wasn't fast enough. What if you had put like a Porsche Cayenne? There was part of a time, a point in time where I was like, maybe I'll just rip the badges off. Yeah. Like, what is it? And you just go, I don't know. I found cost, it. It's, got, it's a cop it's car. It's got cop brakes, cop engine, cop. The Porsche. Uh, interceptor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So that's, you know, you can, you can put it on something else. Mm -hmm. You can, and you know, there's like Toyota Tundras, you know, Raptors. I wasn't sure if it was like when you call the arm company, they they sell you the whole package. I wasn't sure if it was something like that. No, no, no. We've outfitted every car up until the current rig that we have now. We've outfitted every car ourselves. Um, Yeah, you buy the crane or you lease the crane, or you have a partnership or a deal or something, you're not making the crane. You could. You could try and make one yourself. People have done it. They're not going to be as good. Um, but, yeah, like at, early on we thought, like, this is the kind of thing that we should own all the pieces. We put together our package, and we rent it out, and we control what we can rent it for. And we can. It's such a hard game. Like, it, it's not a... You know, because you're keeping up with the Joneses, because the things that we're talking about, like our, our current rig, right, that we've moved up through now is a, a Porsche Cayenne with a Ukraine 6 and a Flighthead 6S. It's the pinnacle, right? It's the best. It's three quarters of a million dollars. The value. Okay. Damn. I can put a new car under it because we could do that. We've done that to five different cars. I can do that. I'm not going to make the fucking crane. You know, somebody has to do it. So that you, somebody's going to come in. They're going to sell it to you for hundreds of thousands no they're probably going to lease it to you rent it to you something like mm-hmm. that so it's almost like a fisher like yes. nobody nobody owns the fisher you yes rent and the, but yeah. but why couldn't you own a fisher it's because they said so right yeah right. so there's a little bit of that and then when the technology gets old enough it gets sold to other people and that's a little inside baseball but it's just business this they want the biggest they want the heaviest they want the fastest the strongest it's like for a guy for two idiots in a garage in upstate new york it's like i'm sorry we can't we can't own all this and like keep afloat we need some help right. and that was very obvious when we were 
losing jobs. We were, uh, you know, uh, Eli Barda, great stunt driver, you know, uh, uh, arm car driver for Filmotechnic. He's stunt coordinator. He's great. He told me one day over the phone, he goes, everybody likes you. You're doing a great job, but your gear sucks. And I was like, this is before you had what you have now. Uh-huh. And I went, Damn. okay, that's the wake up call. It's like, we, yeah. we can keep trying or you can have, like we needed an angel investor or somebody to believe in us. It, you know, Filmotechnic comes around. They say, oh, maybe we want to partner with you. Mm-hmm. That deal falls through. We buy the Mercedes GLC with the big top crane. Like now we have like strong stuff, but we still own it. And then they come in and partner with us afterwards. I'm like, fuck, we spent all this money. <laughs> but you need that because like, you know, to do this in 10 years, it's like I, the margins aren't there. I'd rather be a steady cam operator if I wanted to make money. I'd rather still be, a, I'd be a fucking camera assistant. I'm going to make more money than I make now and I will make in the future. It's not a great way to make money. It's not a smart business move. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> well, so, so to that point, you're saying that like you've got, you've got $750,000 invested in your rig. If no, well, it, well it that, that, is, it's, sorry, it's, the val- valued. it's valued at that. Yes, not how, including truck and trailers. So. How much is somebody oh, yeah. paying for it to show up to set? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. So, but you're saying you want to you 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 started marketing yourself towards the lower tier people. Yeah, when like, we first like, started, I I'm think assuming I was you charging. don't do that now, but mm, that's tricky. You I'm do, not, but I'm you not don't. afraid yeah. to talk right, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying it's tricky. Like, so it's like we. Started, I think we were like, eh, it'll be like three grand plus two guys or three guys, and it'll be, you know, like out the door, you're gonna spend the 50 something hundred. But like, that was for like little bullshit gigs that are just to help people that we know and keep it cheap. We were never the problem financially. Shutting down the roads, having the, uh, the, the support. I mean, half the time, they don't, people don't understand that like what you're doing with vehicles, whether they are quote unquote stunts in your mind. It's like, no, you, you need a stunt coordinator and a performers. And you, even if you want the actor doing it, you should probably have a double and there should be lockup. If you can't do lockup, there should be rolling block and we should have the cops with should, TCD with us. Like we were never the big problem. And like, so now we we're at the pinnacle and we're not making much more than we were then. And it's because the rates are kind of homogenized from East Coast to West Coast. Mm. So we're partnered with a company that's based out of the West Coast. They have rigs all over the place. So, you know, if you like me, you can call me to drive anywhere in the United (laughs) States. But it's a little over four grand. You get all the fucking things, Mm -hmm. right? You get the car, the arms, the transpo, it's the head, whatever. All right, cool. Like, that's super attainable. But I was charging more with my previous rig because, like, I needed to survive. Right, but yeah. that's the homogenized rate with everybody. That's it's the race to the bottom. I think it was somebody was telling me like a like an older cat was telling me like ten or so years ago, like in Europe, it was like sixteen thousand euros to wow. to rent the thing. And he goes, now it's like you know it's like six or something like that. Just because yeah, so many more people have it, they have I would have assumed it was closer to ten. For with, what? With describe all what you the think bells 10. and with whistles people? with people and yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's closer to with people. It's closer to ten. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like uh, the the labor of three, depending if it's like a if it's because uh, union like you, transportation and you, you have teamsters as well. That's do a it person. without those people. Yeah. Right. Right. Because you need someone to drive it. You need someone to operate the crane. Right. Yeah. And then who's the third person on your the, team? The head technician. Got it. So a remote head, like you'd have like a movie tech or a mm-hmm. you know, it's like that, but for big heads too. You know, you need somebody who knows how to use it and whatever. And we have some guys that can operate as well because you might show up on a job and there's no camera operator goes like, oh, no, I don't I do not do the joysticks or the, the – I don't do that. 
And yeah. you're like, okay, cool. Or there's fucking eight cameras. And he's like, DP's being a DP, and they you're like an extra thing. Right. So we have certain people, like, I try and make sure I know beforehand. So it's like, this person's a gangster with a joystick, and they're going to get everything you need. And you pay a slight premium for that person, but, you know, it's Problem three solved. musketeers. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's how you have to do it. But yeah, it's like, just financially, it's not that crazy to get us. It's like, can you do all the other things? Yeah. Are you prepared right. for the logistics involved? And I will talk at nauseam about that. Like, just call me. Like, I will talk for an hour. I don't care. Like, do you have this? This is insurance. This is, you know, the permits. This is, no, we won't do this. Or I don't think you should do it like that because I think it's, like, I'm right. all day. I'll talk about it. When you show up to set, like, is there is there any sort of department that specifically should be interfacing with you or how they, like, you know, when, like, a techno crane shows up, it's like the grip department's usually helping unload it. They yeah. help weight it up. Anything like, are, are you working with any departments when you show up? You know, start to finish on the day, it's like, you know, we'll, we'll deal with transportation so we can make sure we can get there. Obviously, we dealt with production to book the job. Yeah. We had some sort of technical talk with somebody, maybe the second AC, maybe the A first or somebody, like DP maybe, like what they want to get so that we know what camera we're working with, whatever. So we've already had some interactions. Mm -hmm. We show up, AC, bring us the camera as it's going to fly. Just hand it off lens and everything yeah yeah uh, lens filters the, the, all motors, your motors yeah, yeah. don't give me some half-built camera because yeah. it doesn't mean anything but give us the full thing and then stand back and then let the <laughs> head tech you know finger fuck the camera and move the things around and do all that and you know bring your kit with you i want all the filters that you're going to use because you know they're going to change filters at last minute and you get right. you know it's like just swapping things out really quick so you plan for all these little tricks to be fast and efficient and the grips will a, a good key grip will come over and be like do you need anything and i'll say no and then they'll be like fucking great and then they'll walk away <laughs> and that's it but like that's so, the interaction well now all, now all the key grips will see this and be like i don't need to talk to that guy <laughs> well i just come up and pretend like you care you know come up with like you know a cigarette in one hand and like a coffee in the other but you need anything yeah. like that's cool but yeah like we don't really need you know vtr come up maybe they'll put like an antenna or some radio or whatever mm -hmm. you know the i had one guy duct tape a laptop to one of my seats nice. yo legitimate black duct tape and that laptop was on the floor so fast because the second I saw it, I was like, nope, I'm sorry. You disrespect my car. That is going on the Jesus, floor. That's ridiculous. Um, it's a Porsche. Here's some duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that we integrate with everybody we need to integrate with technologically there. No, you know, the electrics might say, you know, do you need a, anything to get charged or whatever, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. If you're doing a multi-day job, we might need to bump, you know, like bump in a dolly. It's like we right. have to charge this fucking batteries on this thing, you know. Mm. Um, but, you know, we have a generator and other systems. We don't. You guys are we pretty self-contained. We have to be, be yeah. because we, yeah. like, I made the joke about the red-headed stepchild. Like, we show up, and they're just like, yeah, you go over there. You yeah. do your thing. We're over here with the main, you know, shenanigans we'll, we'll here. We'll get to you yeah, when we'll, we get to We'll you. get to you. And then they yeah. throw the camera at you. Like, we have to be up in 10 minutes. You go, that's not how this works. Mm -hmm. You know, like, we have a fancy robot here that I need to make sure is happy so that you can get all the fancy shots that you want. Sure, I'll do it in nine minutes because now I've just described it to you. Yeah. <laughs> but... It, you know, that's, that's the chaos of it, you know? So that's why I say like education is really important. Like knowing how this thing shows up, how much space it takes up when you're shooting in the city. It's like, yes, we bring it in on a trailer. No, I'm not going to self drive it anymore. Like we did that early on cause we wanted to be small and nimble. So, you know, if something goes wrong or, you know, you're doing stunts, somebody hits you. It's like, no, this thing's coming up on a trailer. You know, we need like 50 feet or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a lot of logistics, logistics, but if you call me, 
talk about it, I get you up to speed, and then there's no surprises. I haven't been surprised by anything because I'm intimate with it. I know this equipment. I know the process. I know the workflow. I talk to the stunt coordinators. I talk to the other drivers. I talk to the talent who have never driven with a thing like this in their face, like right here, and I'm giving them direction in real time. But, you know, you don't have to learn that, you know, on the day. You can call, and then we can talk about it. You know, before you buy something, you usually, like, you know, you test it out, maybe – if you, you like a car, you might go rent it from a rental place and be like, oh, do we go to the dealership and drive it around for a couple of minutes? You can call us and get a feel for us before, or any, any company, anywhere you are in the world with this. It's like, don't just be like, I would love to do that. I'll wait for it to show up. Right. It's like, call, demystify, talk through the details. I mean, you're a producer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It whatever. seems kind of crazy that someone would be like, oh, I'm just going to figure it out on Yeah, no, I'd have so many questions. I'd be like, what do you need? Like, what do I need to give you? People will call, and then they will be like, um, yeah, we, we got this commercial. Okay, cool. Uh, here's the paperwork. They go, okay, great. Here's how much it costs. And they go, okay, great. And they pay. And I go, hey, can I talk to someone? What's about the camera? They go, oh, it's an Alexa 35. I go, okay. And, you know, like, what am I going to do? Not take the money and not show up? If you don't have permits or police or whatever, it's like, that's not my problem. Right. Yeah. And then right. sometimes you see a call sheet and you go like, oh boy, we're in for it today. And then you show up and they have nothing prepared and you're like, well, I'm sorry, we, we can't shoot here. You know, that is like maybe happened once. Usually people, I, I'm pretty good at like sussing them out early on and because yeah. I don't want anybody to get hurt or do anything stupid or I don't want right. to be anybody to be disappointed or just because you don't know. Do people think you can just drive around New York with <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> At full speed. That's awesome. <laughs> Does, uh, I like, yeah. It's like a fire truck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got the permits, right? Yeah, you just put a flashing a light on the top. And then, yeah, you're good. Yeah, I, I think people don't, and I, I say people, like in general, right? We are professionals, right? Not yeah. we, me, I, like all of us, right? We all have like a job, like we're a producer, we, we do my DP, yeah. DP, DPing, yeah. right? Carbon Electric. So c- professional cigarette smoker. <laughs> it's like, so, it's like, so it's like, I met you gripping. <laughs> <laughs> I needed the money. I needed the I money. I love, I love that you say like, I'm not a grip. I'm not a grip. That's, that's how I met I you. I was all right. I was all right at gripping. I could push a fucking muscle cart like nobody's bad. Yeah. Low center of gravity. Just get down. Sexy time. Get the hips low. Are um, you good at busting balls? You're great. There you go. You're on yeah. the track. <laughs> Ball buster is my favorite part. Yeah. That, bit, that one big thing. People go like, that's half his size. Look at him. He's so impressive. I go, I don't know how to tie the knots. I don't know the knots. Um, the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Just people showing up. Right, people okay. showing up. Yeah. It's like, if you're a grip, key, key grip, third grip, 10th grip, whatever. It's just like, if you're like, I'm curious about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I want to learn about hood mounts. And you call me, like, oh, I'm sorry. That's not what we do. Mm-hmm. But that's okay that you called. Because you can look for knowledge infinitely. You, nobody should look down on you for that. The problem that I've had is I've had like camera operators, DPs jump in the car and go like, I've never done it before. And it's like, well, you didn't think to ask or, right. you know, maybe like hire somebody who has or like, is it ego? I don't know. But, you know, if you're a producer or, you know, maybe if you're an AD and you're like, how does the day run? I've never gotten to work with uh, uh, one of these things or like uh, we've never done a process trailer or tow dial. It's like, well, just call me. And it's like, let's talk about it. And I've had people call and had like an hour long conversation and they go, oh, my God, thank God I had this conversation yeah. because we would pick the wrong roads. There were speed bumps on all the roads that the director picked. It's like, yeah, because you look at the speed bump, you go, oh, we'll go slow. Yeah. It's like, no, that will fuck your yeah. day up. It, the job done. Like, you yeah. smashing, breaking suspension, breaking cameras, 
actors going like this in the car. It's like it looks like shit. It's like can't use it. So one little detail and you go, oh, you saved the day. Right. And I'm not trying to be the hero. It's just like all of us in our professions, like, do you want to get better at it? It's like, well, go ask questions. You know, educate yourself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've joked that like on the scouts, there should always be like, take your most disgruntled crew member and put them on the scout so that when they pull up to a location, you can say, this is a one-way street. This is stupid. Yeah. Like there's all overhead lot wa- wires. This is stupid. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're at the top of a hill. This is stupid. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of folks that are in a position, like say you're in production, right? And I have so much sympathy for producers because they are like, especially in New York where logistics are incredibly difficult, mm-hmm. parking, getting people to from point A to point B. It's like they have a limited amount of money. These things are incredibly expensive to, you know, set up for the day and run. It's like they're just trying to get through it. And, it, you know, they're trying to make the client happy or keep the director happy or whoever it is that's happy, you know. And then that goes all the way down to, like, you know, the grip's going like, yeah, I'll just push this all the way up the block and, you know, this dolly back and forth, back and forth, back and forth instead of getting a rickshaw or something. Like, mm. every, like, little decision, you're like, I'll just do this to make the next person happy. It's like, but if you had a little bit more knowledge going into it, you could maybe solve some of these problems and, you know, make a better product along the way. Yeah. But we're all kind of just trying to get through it, you know, and uh, yeah. there's a lot of that. And I get it. It's just like I, I, like I don't demonize anybody for not knowing anything because I don't know everything. Yeah. But like I'm lucky where I'm in this part of my career now where I don't have to integrate with the lighting and the grip stuff anymore. Like, I don't have to like know all that shit. Like when I was doing camera, I had to know more and I was kind of more well-rounded, I guess, in my search for knowledge now it's all like tunnel tunnel vision on like stunts stunt driving camera car but you know i'm still picking up little things along the way yeah i'm I'm curious about so i know you operate in new york what are the logistics like in new york compared to fucking i don't know new york's rough yeah beginning of the year cold new york gray raining every day nobody's shooting car commercials here Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) it's ugly it's just ugly and you know this isn't a haven for that but we do have tv we do have some movies you know so like we'll shoot that here you go to other markets right you go to the west coast like they're shooting more car commercials okay you go to new mexico or arizona where they have like cactuses and these long straight roads you're gonna shoot that stuff there yeah new york is particularly difficult yeah some seasons are not so pretty but also there's no such thing as lockup like you have a road locked up crackhead comes mm-hmm. across the street it's like well we're not locked up anymore yeah you know and it's like there was a big crash in the city with some stunt stuff and like they limited the speed limit for vehicles in these scenes to be the speed limit, which is like always a wink wink. But it's, you know, there was that. And also then the arm was no longer allowed to be outside of the lane that it that the camera wow. car is traveling in. So directors will come in from out of town and they'll go, OK, put the arm out over here and go up and over. So we go, Ooh, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. It's not that we don't want to. We don't we want a party. Even if you yeah. even if you own the street. Like I said, there you don't no, actually yeah. own it. There's no lockup. There yeah. is a certain amount of money that I've seen that will like, you know, like, yeah. you know, there's like those moments, but it's not out in the open. Like, yeah, just fucking willy nilly swinging the arm around. Not here. It's not yeah. going to work. Yeah. And is that, that's just New York City. That's that, is, not. that is like a New York thing. I, I've like, I've stunt coordinated these commercials with, uh, I've done a bunch of Univision commercials and we've gone all over the US and all these different towns. And, you know, I'm talking to the cops there and, like, hey, what can we do? What, can, what are you cool with? And go, as long as you do your thing, keep it safe, whatever, go for it. Really? We could just do, yeah, we're going to lock this whole thing up for you, this long stretch. We have two guys in the back, two guys. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a dream. Why would anybody shoot in New York? It's like, 
because it's New York. Like yeah. there's that there's right. something to it that you can't replicate. But if you want to just shoot like a big beautiful vistas and all this, then have the camera swinging from one side to the other. It's like you need room to do that. Yeah, there is no room here, and that all comes from that. It's like well, if there's no room, then you're playing with inches, so don't don't play at all. So That's what's the what if you? You've got like a 15 foot arm on your thing now. This is uh, right now. It's 14 foot, and you can go to 21. So oh, it extends. No, it's, it's an two different. There is an extension. Okay. Yes. And but that's 14 or 21 feet in front of or no. behind the car. Uh, from the the fulcrum is roughly over the center of the vehicle, so it will, you know, stick out. Yeah. A couple but it's of feet not up. left and right, is what you're saying. Well, if you swing, if you put it out on the left, I mean, the fulcrum from the pivot point it's like yeah it's only like three feet so like yeah it's like 10 feet off the side 11 feet yeah. off the side it's fucking big right. yeah that's huge for new york that's yeah yeah damn yeah a, you know a, a lane that's not like commercial truck friendly is you know especially with people double parking that it's like the width of a car yeah. right. so if you have a a two lane you can do like a rear three-quarter or front or whatever but if you have one lane and we got like we're just look peeking over the side a little bit that's all you can do and it's 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 tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. I know that uh, you've also worked on uh, like a spot here for F1 and for Red Bull. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big F1. I was, yeah. I was waiting. For this, uh, <laughs> okay. This is one of those examples that I said where like you know there's a certain amount of money that yeah yeah change. <laughs> this is but, where I was this is where I was leading up to because right. yeah you know you say there's no lockup but yeah definitely you start putting enough money in front of people sure. maybe but I'm curious like considering the logistics in New York and considering the stuff that you had to shoot like for that specific part of the New York portion like what were you allowed to do like what were the challenges the challenges were actually like nothing camera creative related mm -hmm. taking myself out of it like the camera cars like none of that like beyond us like there's no real limitations there they had the money they had the cameras they had a bunch of people stationed helicopter arm car all the stuff gopros on the rig on the formula one car that scares the fuck out of me <laughs> i think he sent me one of these pictures and it's like a full camera rigged on an f1 yeah. i was like that thing is gonna fly the fuck off yeah <laughs> Just grip it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Get a hater. Gap tape. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the car is, in, is not the current car, mm. and it is not the current driver. It's one of the factory drivers. Like like, he's an ex-Formula One driver, right, yeah. and he's using this car that's meant for promotions mm -hmm. and demos and things like that because the real car is so valuable. It's invaluable because it needs to work, yep. right? Mm. It's the same thing with the driver. So this car is like... You know, it's out in public because it's New York City. You can't lock it up. So, like, you pull out onto the street. Wow, the thing is loud. And, you know, it's reverberating. It's not we're out in space here. It's reverberating off the walls. The crowd gathers really quickly. Mm -hmm. The team leader from, from uh, Red Bull goes, shut it down. They bring out a drape. They throw it over the car. Or they push them to the side. It's like, no, 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 we're not doing this here. If any behind-the-scenes photos come out and it looks unsafe, then... Wow. They shut so it's, it down. It's more liability so it was, stuff. That the, yeah. was yeah. the biggest problem. And, you know, there was a couple of times where it's like we're somewhere and we're trying to do a shot and the crowd is so massive. I almost got into a fist fight that day. And <laughs> the the crowd is so massive that they're like, we cannot do this here. And then they security on top of the police, on top of us, like pushing people. Like, hey, get up. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know? And then eventually, like, it calmed down enough where we pushed the Formula One car into a spot where like it doesn't look like it's too close to people, and then we can go do the shot. It was so 
difficult to keep people away because it's so loud, it's so brash, it's so fun. Like you're imagine you're a fucking tourist in New York City, there's a fucking Formula yeah. One car yeah. in the streets yeah. doing burnouts and shit. Yeah. It's like yeah. awesome. Yeah, you guys went through one of the tunnels too, right? We did. Or- did we do tunnels? No, we did bridges. We did bridges. bridges. Yeah, okay. I think that was another video. That was something else they did. Oh, okay. They yeah, we were doing a hundred on the, a hundred on the FDR. You were doing a hundred chasing what? the car. Yeah, and they're oh. like, "Hey, just pull up alongside him." I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> do you know the difference between yeah. these two things? Yeah. I got, I got six dudes in this car. Yeah. <laughs> six dudes in this car, and this is when we had the Ford. So it's six dudes <laughs> in a fucking Ford, and we are hoofing it, and the two. No, I think it was like three or four days beforehand. Uh, it was super cold, and I felt like the suspension was like gonna go, and my shocks blew, and they didn't blow completely. Like I wasn't like Lucy, but like we were floating, and it was like yeah. the shocks were way softer. And I think there, so we're out there just floating around, and I'm like, I can't feel where my tires are. We're going as fast as I've ever fucking yeah. gone in, in New York City. Yeah. And that was one of those days where they were like, you know, you, you go to see the, the cops that you see on all the jobs and he goes like, hey, there's no speed limits today. I'm like, oh, oh, oh shit. Like from, from uh, I'm going to say production standpoint, I don't know the actual, what I'm asking. Uh, what Like what is the benefit of actually go, like I feel like through the camera going 50 has to look very similar to going 100, right? Yeah, like is yeah, the shot okay. so, that much no, more this dynamic? Is, this is, a, there's a technical thing. That car can't go slower than 60 for too long because it needs the air, the air flow cool. To, to cool it, okay. yes. So if you're but just- But you going 60 in a Ford Edge is much different than you going 100 in a Ford. Like why couldn't they slow down a little bit for like, is it really uh, just the so dynamic angle? So as the angle? space like, gets bigger- Right? Like, okay, so now we're on the FDR alone. Mm-hmm. So now you have multiple lanes, depending on which part of the FDR you're on. Yeah. And then there's the water out mm-hmm. that way. And then the buildings are offset. Right. Right? It's like, well, you're kind of far from everything. So okay. you need to go a little bit faster. So the relative speed, if he's going 65 and I'm going 65, yeah. is zero. Right? We're, we're going the same speed. And if you need him to wham, go away or you need uh, us to come up on him and like kind of then look profile and get the things whipping. Mm, it's like, yeah. we're already shooting at a fast shutter, so everything's kind of sharp. It's like, what's the answer is go fast. Okay. Uh, that is not the answer most of the time. Most of the time, I, I agree with you. Like, we could do it at 30, we could do yeah. it at 40, and it's going to look awesome. But it's just that very specific scenario. And oftentimes you're going like, you know, you're doing something in the car, and they go, oh, my God, we were flying. And it goes, like, we're going 35 miles. <laughs> it's just we were doing it. <laughs> we're just doing it so close yeah. to somebody else. And, like, if you're looking through the – if you're looking in a monitor and you're, like, 85 mil, and I'm, like, you know, a lane away on a wheel, and then I tap the brakes and the camera comes back, you go, oh, my God. We, it's like, we moved in <laughs> relation feet, to yeah. them. It's just like that lens is so long, but you do it on a wider lens, they don't think it's that yeah. fast. So it really depends on what you're looking at. I've had people, I've had a director in the car, go, whoa, 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 and like scream. Like, and I was like, oh, shit. I had like, what didn't I see? And I go, what? And he goes, you're, so, you're too close. I go, this is like eight feet. And he, and he goes, well, I, it looked close. I go, you asked for it to be close. <laughs> I'm getting it close. But he was in the monitor and we were on a long yeah. lens and they wanted the badge and they wanted the badge to fill the frame. So how do you get the badge That's of a car so during car? That's fucking close. Oh get close, yeah. But he was like, in his mind, the rate I was, he doesn't know what I'm doing. He's yeah, not yeah. looking ahead. I'm looking ahead. So your job is to stay quiet and get, like closer, further, higher, lower, you know? Maybe like tighter, wider, 
those are the kind of directions that I need. Not like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, you know, unless it's... <laughs> that's very specific. That's a, that's a good yeah. direction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, well, I mean, I say that, but I'm like, almost partially kidding. If you know what the fuck you're doing, like, you know, tell me what you want. But we typically don't scream, whoa, 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 every time the grips <laughs> pick something up. Because we're like, whoa, it's going to tip over. It's like, no, points, it's a dolly points, party. It's points. a dolly party. We're going to just move it because it's heavy and four of us. Thanks. <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised your suspension blew out on the FDR. Like, it's just, I mean, I couldn't even imagine going 100 on that road that just thing is so without sketch. the six dudes there's in the car. This one, in the there's this one yump in the middle yeah. of it. Oh. And you're, it's coming at a rate, a speed where, you know, because it's big and it's empty. It's like, I can kind of see it. And I've hit it at, you know, regular driving speeds before. <laughs> and this time, especially with the suspension being a little extra soft that day. <laughs> I, I hit that and I was like, man, we're going to be flying. We're going to be in the air. Like it just yeah. felt so bad. And it, and it sounded like a gunshot in the car. I was like, God, that's not good for this car. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fine. It's fine because I replaced that suspension two weeks later anyway when we got the parts in. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know. You're just constantly going through like consumable car parts. Like you're just constantly yeah, changing. Suspension blows out. Like now on the fancy cars, you know, with air suspension, you know, if your air blows on a Mercedes GLC or the Porsche Cayenne, it's like you're looking at like probably like 10 grand for the fronts. If you're going to do the whole, all the bags, like maybe like 20 grand. Jesus. So, you know, you got to take care of it. You can't be like, I'm not going to drive it into set because those miles right. are just yeah. like, you're not paying for them. You're really not. Like they're, they're not paying for what it's, it's a $180,000 car. We're beating the shit out of it. It's a 1500 pound crane on top, four five, six dudes in there. We're banging off it. Like I have to drive where you tell me to drive, so I'll be, I'll have mechanical sympathy, and I'll try and avoid some potholes or bumps, or whatever. But I'm smashing stuff because the camera needs to be here. Yeah. Well, this car is going to slide through this intersection, and here's a near miss, and then he's going to go up over. It's like, all right, well, if there's a pothole and I want to avoid it, tough shit. I'm hitting it, and eventually, you know, these cars they, they, you know, they break. Is that yeah. worked into like contracts with? production or is well, that I mean listen if we break it's like anything else you smash a filter on set because you dropped it it's like okay well replace the filter it's just the filter's three hundred dollars and you know suspension's ten grand it's like but that's if you're doing stunts that's what happens these things happen right you know you need to drive fast or hard over rough terrain and accidents happen not really accidents there really aren't accidents but like shit happens things break unless it's like I drove it off of my trailer and smashed it, which would never happen. It's like, then, yeah, you're paying for it. Mm -hmm. um, or your insurance company's paying for it. Right. That's, the, yeah. that's the misconception. It's like, well, what if something breaks? It's like... Well, that's that's part, that, of, that's that part of not driving it to set. Like, we know what happened on set because this was on a trailer before it got here and it was fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, also, if something does happen... How are you getting home? Right. Like there are there are situations where we'll like you know like we we we'll we'll like pipe out our truck and we'll do like little budget gigs that way and we'll throw over the gear in the back of the truck and we'll you know shoot some stuff around town. It's like yeah, because you're in a small production, you have like two vans to your whole production. I'm not going to eat up, you know, all of these resources with this giant arm cart that you can't afford. So it's like, well, we have a solution for you if you are a small little thing. And really all it's doing is like streamlining the grips and the camera people coming together to put a Ronin on a 
thing on the back of a van or a truck or, do, or doing some shitty rig stuff where the guy's hanging out the back with the Movi. It's like, it's a great way to, if you're worried about insurance and replacing things, replacing the human is incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. So don't put the humans at risk. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah. So pop this beer. <laughs> Sheepishly, like you should have done it like you, like you wanted it. Um. <laughs> I don't know to be a little respectful for the audio guy. Yeah, it's a good oh, button. That's true, that's true. Uh, so TCD, what's what's it like dealing with TCD in New York? Have like, you ever had any problems with them? Obviously, there's no lockless, but you must you must deal with them all the time just to, like, shoot in New York. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. Yeah. Cool dudes, cool ladies. Like, we're not breaking the rules. Mm. We know what the rules are. We'll do everything we can to get you as much, get the camera right where you want it, but we're not going to. It's our relationship with these guys. And, you know, like, we're, we got to work with them all the time and we got to see them again on the next job. So I'm not going to be an asshole. So, like, they're cool to us and we're cool to them. And it's been good. And, yeah, you know, every once in a while you get somebody who's new and they're, like, a little, like, extra stern about things. Or, um, you know, we were getting the reflection of my license plate in one of the cars once. And so I covered the license plate. And they were like, can't do that. And I was like, I know the like letter of the law versus spirit of the law kind of thing. You know, we were like in a pretty yeah. private location too. You are and I was watching like, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. <laughs> and, you know, on, but like they did it like a dick, like on the megaphone, don't do that. I was like, oh, this guy's okay. Yeah. Well, maybe he's new. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, let, yeah, yeah. let it go. That's like saying like every single car commercial, like, you know, the, the, the license plate is painted the color of the car. Like yeah. you can see the outline of the letters. Like that's like, oh, that's illegal. No shit. It's a car commercial. Yeah, it's a, like, yeah. like what the well, fuck do you like? Yeah, I, that's true. <laughs> we're making a lie. Yeah. <laughs> the car we're shooting is also not street yeah, legal. So like, it's like, why? Yeah, why does this matter? <laughs> um, I remember you mentioned earlier that you maybe or may not have gotten pulled over by TCD on a job. Like, yeah, does yeah. that happen? Yeah. Again, we're cool with them. Uh -huh. They were cool with us. Yeah. It was this out of town director. Um, out of town director guy, uh, out of country guy, uh, used to shooting on the West Coast, and he wasn't getting all of the little things that he wanted because with the limitations that come from New York, and I think there were some other like logistical problems earlier in the night, and we're shooting overnight. He's finally getting something that he like really likes that that's happening behind us, and the day is done, like the night is done, and they're like we lose the cops at I don't know four in the morning, right. whatever it is, and it's like. 401 and they're escorting us back and then we're gonna park and it's it's over mm -hmm. and this is really early on this is our first car with our second crane so this is like still our first like year and a bit into working as i'm about to make the right to bring us back to base camp he goes no go straight and i go oh and i go straight and i'm driving and i go what but oh and then the fucking whoop you know and they pulled us over and they go what are you doing i go talk to that guy mm -hmm. and then he goes i'm so sorry i'm so sorry he was trying to squeeze like every ounce of juice out of it and I was like and when the, I rolled the window back up and we turned around and went back to base camp I kind of chewed him out a little bit I was like hey man like I gotta work here tomorrow right. like, you're yeah. fucking up my relationship with these guys you're talking shit about New York the whole time mm -hmm. and yeah. now you're gonna leave this this means nothing to you it's like and he it was super apologetic super apologetic but it's like I think he's just very practiced in his apologies and his like you know his demeanor like I, I think doesn't actually mean it it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah it's yeah. canned which is listen which is fine he did on paper he did the thing i got to give him the credit for apologizing but also like i told you what it was you didn't do it i had an embarrassing moment because of it but it's like it's a fun story nothing, right. no damage is done Not like yeah. we hurt, nobody got hurt because of the right. neg like negligence or anything it's like it's just a stupid funny thing yeah but yeah we, we got pulled over by tcd oh man <laughs> 
Well, I don't think for me anything can top F1, but are there any other cool car yeah. like celebrity things? Talking about Formula cars. Yeah, Formula yeah. E. Oh, okay, the cool. Electric cars. Yeah, yeah. Did you work on a Formula E shoot? So, Formula E came to town to do a promo for the race. So they brought out one of the Formula E cars, so they're electric race cars. Mm-hmm. And one of like one of the safety drivers, uh, he drives the safety car. This guy Bruno, he's awesome. He was piloting this car through the city and they were way more lax in terms of like where we could take it, you know, but it was like, you know, cop in the front, cop in the back, just kind of, the big problem was not the battery that you would think, right? Like, oh, it's electric. What if the battery dies? It needs to keep driving because it has a little 12 volt battery that powers like the, the screen on, on his steering wheel, like the, his data display. So that's how it keeps charging. (laughs) And New York, you come up to a light, you stop. You go, you stop. Guy pulls out in front of you, you stop. So it keeps happening, right? We don't get to push people with, you know, cops aren't moving people for you to shoot. Yeah. You just, you get what you get. So we're like in the middle of the road, kind of like near Times Squareish somewhere, and we get stopped behind something, and he goes, it's going to die. It's going to die. <laughs> and then I go, I'm like, it don't, don't die. Like, what, what are we doing? And then he goes, it's dead. And we're like, oh, shit. We're now we're just in the middle of the street, People are like now gawking, taking photos, like a little pop, one paparazzi guy, like like a well-known shitty paparazzi guy shows up and like start taking photos. I'm like, oh, fuck, what? this is not good. This is this is the opposite yeah. of advertisement. Yeah. This is bad press. It's like yeah, people yeah. are like, look at these fucking stupid right. things. And it's like it had nothing to do with the rig or whatever. But now it was just so embarrassing to just be like sitting out there being like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, these things happen. Shit happens. Shit breaks. It's like it's kind of it's dumb. It's really dumb. It seems like, you know. I understand weight is a concern, but it seems like if it's just a 12 volt battery, they, someone could have rigged something up <laughs> for, right. the yeah. for the sake of shooting. Yeah. For the sake of promotion, yeah. But I don't, you know, this thing came off a trailer. You throw a beam out in there and fucking tap on the driver. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's ideal. But like, you know, the way these things work is like, yeah, we're gonna give this to you for X amount of time. We're not gonna fuck with it. It's gotta go race tomorrow or the next day or something like that. You know, this thing was like a really quick turnaround, and they put it up on the jumbotrons, like us, like him, like kind of drifting it around corners through the city. Ideally, you would do that, but like they weren't gonna. Do you just that. don't have the time. You never have. The they time don't have do the time. Yeah. The car rolls off a trailer. The guy gets in. He gets himself comfortable. We get the radios in, and that's it. Now you're shooting. You know, and it's yeah. It it's just funny to me that like they knew that. And then they were like, we're going to drive it through New York. And they, they knew that. And they weren't like, hmm. You know, it, I, I think wonder if we're going to stop a lot. I think that's, you know, a bunch of guys come in from out of town and they're like, no, well, we just have to keep going. We just have to, you know, let, the, let them know that we can't stop. That's and, totally going to work you go, here. Yeah, that <laughs> but, you know, and I'm just putting words in their mouth, but like, that's just how this shit goes. Yeah. Yeah. New York is New York, baby. Yeah. I guess it's no different than you showing up and them not having figured out the logistics or something. You're just like, this is what happens when you don't plan. That's why like, I have total sympathy. That's why, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's an oversight. I think it's just like, no, yes, you can use it for your commercial. It's like, well, they don't know any better. Right. That's on the, that's yeah, on the production team. Nobody asked. Or, which was yeah. a, like, a live event production team that was like, yeah, they doing something like outside of their usual, mm-hmm. right. and you know they asked me for like a debrief. They go like, after the job, can you tell us like well, all the things that like went wrong? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I wrote them like <laughs> the list, <laughs> and they were they were like, thanks. And like I was like, oh, okay, I hit a nerve. But yeah, it was the truth. And if they wanted anything less than the truth, then it would have been like, you know, that's how you make that job go well, and you have to temper your expectations yeah. often. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you've only ever worked in it in like the track scenario, 
And it's like you're it's going to work fine because you've only ever worked with it in that scenario. So well, that's for, like the, the 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 team owner, like the the company, right? Of whatever Formula E is, but like the production company to not have those technical talks between right. the different. But they're a live event production company, not really like a yeah. It's like film they're, they're used company. to showing up and like you know you shoot the thing and it's like no nah, like you're in you're like when you're making a movie right you're like in it with the people around you and you're all like pieces of the same puzzle when you're shooting like a, a six camera I don't know a conference or something like that that's happening and you're capturing it yeah. Yeah. but you're yeah, not yeah, yeah. together yeah, you, right. you know they don't come up and grab the camera and then you know move it for you and tell you it's better over here it's like no that's on you to just have it there yep. So an event production company comes in and goes like, well, we have to do creative and we have to work with the cops. Like, they never have to deal with that. That has right. nothing to do with them. So I give them also tons of leeway. It's like, yeah, okay, shit happens. But, you know, if you want to do it again, maybe they didn't get it again because yeah. it wasn't very successful. Their job is to capture the failure at that point. I mean, <laughs> we had gotten enough, I think, to yeah. like, we had like one nice burnout. It was, it was a really wet, so like the water's like whipping and, you know, nice. it's like, he... He wanted to go so bad. Yeah, Bruno yeah. wanted to fucking give it, and he <laughs> yeah. was just like, "I, why are we stopping?" It's like, "I'm yeah. sorry, dude. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't help you. I want you to. I want you to party. Like, yeah. I, I trust yeah. me. Yeah. I want it. That should be on your shirt, on your merch. <laughs> yeah. we want you that's, to party. That's, <laughs> I want you to party. I want you to party, but you have to pay me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I know through all your experience, like, you know, for learning all these things that you have to deal with to negotiate just shooting in New York, like, it sounds like you're really trying to make it easier on people that shoot in New York to, like, you know, work with, like, camera cars and stuff. Like, would you say that's yeah, part of your yeah, business model, Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like they're, they're, we're not doing a ton of commercial work here, and it's like, oh, well, I want to do more. It's like, if you build it, they will come sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But you need the right talent. It's not like New York doesn't have talent. It's like this is one of the production hubs. Like we have all the gear and all the people and all these great minds. It's like, okay, well, let's do more. That's kind of where it started, you know, in, in 2018 where I kind of like put this little thing together. It's like, oh, we'll help the little guy and then every we'll edge up together. You know, it's – but I, I just don't think – you know, I'm speaking out of turn here. It's like – or out of expertise. It's like productions aren't really working like that now. It's like every market has a rig or people and, you know – they kind of want all the production crews to be like ubiquitous. Like you should go to, be able to go to New Mexico, rent a studio, get cameras, get all the same gear, and go here, do all that. It's like I don't think that New York is going to necessarily attract those clients back. I mean, now we have this great tax incentive, especially if you're going to shoot upstate. That's cool. That might bring people back, but it's like everywhere is kind of the same now, right? It's if you don't need New York as your backdrop. I mean, how many movies have we seen where they're shooting in Serbia and they do like pickups? Yeah, right. there's yeah. so much of that. Yeah. Right. We shot yeah. Ghostbusters in Boston. I mean, that was the big thing too. Like when Canada did the tax credit, it was like everything shot in Canada, to Canada. and yeah. then everything that blew up went to Canada. There was just like one blowing day shit up every in day. New York. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know if it's like we're going to continue to build, uh, the like pull the industry to us, but you can be prepared. You yeah. can like do everything you can to like get educated. Like I said, like to train. You should be. You should be up to date on all your gear. Everything should be like, you know, well, this is what people are using over here. It's like, well, we don't have that yet, but maybe we can get that. Or maybe when that does come to town, I'll know how to integrate with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like the volume walls, mm -hmm. like process trailer is like, bye bye. Who's, yeah. you know, 
Why? Why would you do that when you could have a completely silent studio with the walls moving around you and all this shit, and you can let the actors talk, and you don't have to wait for the, the crackhead to walk across the street and ruin <laughs> the shot, and it's like, oh, well, he's got, supposed to make a left turn here, and it's like, yeah, but we're stuck at the light. So. Still got to get the plates, though. Right, but plates are so much easier to get. Yeah, but so much easier it's, to get. I mean, it's still the process of shutting down the streets to get the... the the to an extent. You, I mean, plate car with all the cameras. To an and extent. Like if, you if you're need... shooting the outsides of the vehicles, you can also do a plate run. Yeah. Run the plate car. No extra. It's like it takes five extra minutes. So like we're done with that. Cool. Pull the stunt cars over. Run the plate car through. Boom. We got it. Like that's way easier than like this huge train. You know. So it's like if you're used to the old style and you're not like updating your production or like kind of like s- exploiting the benefits of the new tech. Are you really staying current? Like New York has volume stages now. Yeah. So like we ain't behind there. You know. So. I think you have to have all the right stuff so that when they do come, they're happy with what you have for them. But I don't, I don't know if you can really like pull people to your market. I think that's too big. I think that's like political and. It's basically just like the carnival, and they're gonna go wherever yeah. Yeah, yeah. the cheapest fucking yeah. thing is. Yeah. So who, whatever state is the next state that's like thirty-five yeah. percent discount, you don't have to hire as many locals. You can bring people in. Yeah. That's where they're gonna go. And that's like Chicago was like that. Illinois was like that. Then it was like Mississippi. Then it was like, yeah. Now New York and, that, and New Jersey have great tax credits. And so now they do. And now Upstate does. And they're gonna, you know. But it, there's almost so many places now to yeah, go right. that it's like. So how like how far does your rig? I know you said you'll go anywhere in the country, but like your rig, what's the farthest you go with it normally? Our market is, um, you know, goes from Northeast to like Midwest. You know, like we we're we're partnered with this company, Filmotechnic. They had their shop in Detroit, which I now kind of run that. If, if the phones ring for that, it'll come to me. We used to work there a bunch. They also slowed down, unfortunately, because Detroit's a cool place, but it's like, you know, hard winters. It's not that pretty all the time, so it's tough. It's very similar to what we experience here, but they're like almost exclusively car commercial, right? Because that's where the big three are, you know, all your American car companies. So that's kind of our reach west, and then our reach down is probably towards Atlanta, I mean, there are a bunch of companies in Atlanta, so it's like, you know, it, it really just comes to down to relationships and where you want to bring us. If you want to ship us across to the West Coast, like, it would be kind of dopey to do it, but, like, you know, pay me. Sure. Right. Let's go. Yeah. Rock and roll. Word. And you only operate your rig, right? Or does someone bring you out and then there's, like, another rig and then you can drive that? So, sort of. So I own a company mm-hmm. and I'm running this gear and nobody's going to take it from me unless I give it to them. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of that, we're partnered in this equipment with Filmotechnic. And so if they call and go, Hey, you want to drive in, you know, uh, Arizona next week? I go, yeah. And then they'll just, I'll go run one of the rigs out there and they'll probably bring a, you know, arm guy from over here and a head tech is maybe going to bring the rig from Texas because that's the closest one or whatever, you know, whatever the yeah, situation yeah. is, they have rigs all over and we'll tag team it, you know, and, um, but I kind of have my rig here so that I probably won't get that sort of prioritization over like some of their freelance guys on the West Coast because there's a bunch more guys and more vehicles on the West Coast. It's kind of like their main hub. They'll go out into Texas and they'll do Arizona, New Mexico and go up to Washington where you have all the big tall trees and all those sort of commercials, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So aside from, I guess, the... the uh, you know, the, the troubles you already have with, like, working in this market. What other kind of uh, situations have you found yourself in on set when, like, 
Have you ever had problems with your cranes breaking or like anything like that? And you've had to just navigate that shit. Like I talked about the suspension break, you know, like things will break. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when we were super new with our first crane, again, not a great product, but it was a cool idea. It was like our first couple of gigs. You know, we had been using it and it was fine. It was it was working. And, you know, we do like a little rehearsal and we're moving it around it's, everything's cool and i'm talking to the dp and the director and we're out in upstate new york somewhere shooting a mercedes spec ad for the director brian hall awesome guy uh joe DeSalvo, dp awesome guy mm. i feel bad i want to like give these guys one back one day but <laughs> you know they they have this great little spec ad that they're shooting and we're all lined up for our first shot and we got it all worked out and then my arm up my business partner's operating there and he goes uh something hold on and I go, okay, and we go out and check it out. And just manufacturing error, all the wires were spun up inside the, uh, uh, inside the crane. And we, like, did surgery to try and fix it on the fly. Couldn't get it fixed. And that was our first real shitty rig moment after starting the company. It was like, oh, well, this car is attached to this crane. This crane is broken. It's the first shot of the day. So open up that hatchback. Let's put the gimbal in the ring. Strap so-and-so in with some fucking bungee cords or whatever i suspended the ronin ring to like these hooks and so like it was kind of like suspended in the trunk oh yeah yeah and um with bungees and uh it worked but we didn't use it a lot because but the crane is still attached to the car <laughs> crane is still attached <laughs> Which to the is car. Like, like this just the <laughs> but it's not it's not like straight and it's not flat it's like this it's just like out there so we had to like disconnect all the motors and just like and like move it into place and then strap it up and be like oh fuck but we shitty rigs it and we stayed the whole goddamn day like making sure like yeah. if they need something we're like we're here to do the job right. the thing broke but i'm still here to do the job you know it's right. like i didn't sign up to like not drive something to not get a good product. It's like, we're here to grind it out. We're here to jam. Yeah. But that was uh, the first crane break. Second crane break was after a job was done. Same manufacturer, but like a different crane. Just like, you know, we're packing it up and we're moving around. I'll move it over here so I can get to this piece. Okay, but and then he just goes, did you turn it off? Well, I didn't turn it off. Did you turn it off? <laughs> it's like one of those things. And that's, you know, it's fancy robots. There's a bunch of motors, a bunch of encoders and all this stuff that i fucking i don't know i don't know what any of this stuff is yeah but it's it goes sometimes it goes you know <laughs> yeah everybody had a movie break and it was probably user error right but these are things that like user error is catastrophic so if it just stopped working it's something inside the guts and you have to give the guys that are running that gear some leeway to be like let's go investigate because yeah. it's, you usually got to take panels off or disconnect a bunch of shit it's you know it's a pain what, in the ass. What is the mobility range? Or like, can you do a full 360 with the cranes? Like, I'm assuming you can't keep going. To an extent. I mean, you do like three or maybe four revolutions. Oh, interesting. Some cranes have slip rings. A slip ring will allow you to, all the connections are made in a way where the thing will continuously go forever until you burn out the slip ring, you know, the, yeah. con the contacts. But um, it's not really beneficial. Somebody wants to add a thing. Last minute, you go, I have to drop another line down through the thing, through the donut hole of the crane. It's so much easier if you don't have the slip ring. So you can only do maybe like three or four revolutions before all your wires are tangled up and you have like, oh, we got to go undo uh, it now. back, yeah. But like I said, in New York, you're not even barely no, able to swing the arm. So it's like yeah. you're going front to back. Or maybe you went back to front on the other side because you had to. It's like, 
I got three more of these. The, the day will be done before we have to do that. Okay. So, um, but doing a car commercial, if you're, you know, doing like a little move all the way around, like, yeah. you should pay attention. Okay. Same thing with the remote head panning. But it won't stop itself. Like it, it will keep going until it fucks itself up. Like it, there's no safeguard in where it's, it's like, a robot. No, you. Could. Well, I mean, like, like when I when I'm driving a Condor, sometimes it'll just stop turning left, and it's because the person that dropped it off fucking already did a 360 or something like that. Yeah, you can you set. Know, like, some cranes have the ability to set limits, and you can like set a limit at like I don't know a thousand degrees or whatever. Yeah. So just to keep spinning it. Uh, Ask my business partner, right? Because he's. I guess most uh, of the time on, you don't need to do that, no, so it's. I yeah. don't even. I don't know what his limits are set to. Don't hit the fucking car. Don't hit the ground. Yeah. You know, like what, that's. <laughs> if I had to operate, which I don't, but if I had to operate, I'd go through it and I'd see and I'd see if it's on. But like, I'm sure it has some sort of. It's. It right. knows exactly where it is. It's got all the sensors and gyros and. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. Fancy. fancy. It's, fancy. And it's a joystick. If you're gonna. Yes. So the, um, okay, Europeans. Will do, uh, you know, up, down, left, right. Americans, or, you know, the whole n- Northeast basically doing, uh, or North America is doing uh, up, down, left, right uh, on joysticks. And the camera also works the same way where there's j- two joysticks, but the left one is usually for like zoom and roll, and the right one is for pan and tilt. Mm. Um, but then you could also use hand wheels if you're a camera operator and you like the hand wheels, which I don't necessarily suggest depending on certain things you're doing. But you have the wheels and joysticks, and but the arm operator is on joysticks. It's a cool little carbon fiber looking desk with a bunch of buttons that you're not supposed to touch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is there a benefit between, I guess, wheels, joysticks, or is it just operator preferences? All right. If this room was shaking, would you rather have the thing affixed to your lap where you're all together and then you can operate like in a controlled manner or would your elbows be suspended and you're like trying to move the wheels the when you're doing stuff where you're kind of dicing it up if your elbows if you're operating the wheels as a camera operator because that's what you're asking because you're a dp yeah, yeah so if you're if you're doing this and you're suspended and your body's going like this and you're trying to hold a shot maybe you're not trying to move and then oh okay well they just yeah. moved so there's unwanted movement so then you start building in like oh let's build a little damping or a little like a dead band into that control and then you try and do like a really slow move and you go it's not fucking moving it's not why is it not moving it's like because you're bouncing other times so we set it a certain way they go well, i don't like it so we'll operate a fucking joystick yeah <laughs> and the reason is is because you can plant your hands when i operate i fuck it's a lot i'm tense after the day is over because i'm putting a lot of pressure down so i have like total control yeah. i don't want that thing moving at all and so if i'm bumping it's like it's with me. Well, that's, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking about driving a Condor because a lot of people like. You see a lot of guys that are like when they do it for the first time. You've got the joysticks, like that's how you're doing it. But if you bump it too hard, and then you get kicked back, and then you bump it even harder, uh-huh. and then you're like, oh fuck! <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it's like it all stacks on top of itself. Oh, when you yeah. hit the speed, when you're like when yeah. you're accelerating and you don't see the speed bump, and then you hit it and you like, oh, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, there's a curb. Oh shit, I can't yeah. stop. Like, <laughs> 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 you just let go, <laughs> dude. It's not. It's like you don't want to let go. Well, though. No, because no, if you I let do. go, because now the thing you're holding onto is your support system. Uh, okay. So it's like if you let go, now you're just free flowing. <laughs> <It's like laughs> See, that's the thing. If it's if it's in your lap and you're op- my, one of my operators, my uh, head tech uh, slash camera operator Ryan Ryan Celestia, he's a gangster with the joystick. He goes sometimes he's operating, and if he has a shot that he likes, he kind of like goes soft on the joystick, so he's not really holding it until he knows that he needs to start adding. Pre- this is a guy who operates live TV joystick like three days a week. Wow. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Um, 
he goes, well, sometimes I'll, if I feel the bump coming or if you if I call it out, like, hey, there's a big pothole or whatever, he'll just let go. It's like, because the shot is be better if it's just locked here mm-hmm. and just not doing anything than him like, oh, shit. Trying yeah, to yeah. fight around it, yeah. I don't do that. I do the other, I go death grip. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's my anxiety. <laughs> that maybe it's my anxiety, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll, I'll crack my teeth. But it's I'm the New Yorker. You're just shot, like, I'm yeah. not going to let this buff beat me. <laughs> He's from Florida. I'm from, yeah. I'm from Long Island. We're, yeah. You know, it's a different vibe. <laughs> He's like, whatever, it's a bump. You're like, no, fuck that bump. <laughs> That's awesome. But it's like, so the it's an operator preference, you would say, joystick. Yeah, I would say, like, if you're doing really slow, controlled stuff and you really want to isolate your axes, it's like, okay, the wheels certainly, certainly have a place. Uh, one of our cam ops uh, who's has been like working with us a bunch from the beginning, Blake Steigerwald, he used to do when we had, when we were using like Movi XL, that setup you could have the desk the desk meaning the, the controller the joystick above the wheels and he would do a thing where he would sometimes he'd be doing this and then he would like turn it off and then switch to the joystick if we had to do fast turns oh interesting and instead of like constantly riding the variability of like the, the speeds and all that he would just be like no i have this set for my beauty and then if i need to just fucking get in there and right. rip it not all the systems you can do that you don't have the space to do that sometimes in the car or sometimes people are like they're wheels guys. They don't do the joystick, or, yeah. vi- or vice versa. You're a drone op who's coming over to do this. It's like you've never touched the wheels before. It's like I don't expect everybody to be able to do that, but I think that people underestimate the joystick and how um, intuitive it can be and how quickly you can adapt to it. I mean, I never I I used to be a camera guy, but I don't do much remote camera operating on set because I'm driving the rigs. The few times I've had to do it, I crushed it because I, I just have enough experience now to put it into like, okay, well, maybe I'm not good technically with the joystick, but I will make up for that in anticipation mm-hmm. and like listening to the car and like working with the other guys that are maybe more experienced than me who's driving the car or running the arm. And that's been fucking great. Like I've done two or three legit jobs and crushed all of them. And I was like fucking surprised afterwards, like, oh shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Death grip. And yeah, but like... <laughs> <laughs> but like that's you know I know all the things but I, I don't do them every day and yeah. it's like well I was able to do them I'm not special I have more experience yeah sure seat time but not operating the thing you can right. do it. you can do it too like you're a fucking camera operator yeah. these are the tools that you've been given you're gonna shake around in the car try the joystick try it out I think yeah. there's just like a a bit of snobbery I'm gonna be honest. I'm a joystick oh, sure. I like the joystick sure but from but what I've... from what from uh uh Drones and like, wh- where do you get your joysticking? Drones and in when the Ronin Two came out, I just used the yeah. Joystick. It comes with the joystick. Could like, yeah. it be like video games too? And oh, video, but I feel like, but I feel like you're saying like the snobbery, like when a gear when a gearhead comes out and and like a camera operator's like, I'm using a gearhead. There's like this kind of level of like. Well, yeah, oh. I think there's yeah, like yeah. some thought that like you can't really get the high precise. Like movement that you with can't a isolate an axis is the exactly. Thing. Well, what if I just want to pan? It's like I don't know. Be better at the fucking job that you have, which is panning. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Like, and I'm, no, and I'm, I'm I'm serious. I'm sorry, but I have I have controls for pan and tilt speeds. You go like if you have two hands and you're like I just need to pan. Turn it down. Yeah. Turn it down to nothing, and then you can be sloppy, and you'll still look like a boss. Yeah. I mean that's what you're doing with wheels. Is you're ignoring the other wheel when you want to do so. It's just, also just way easier in my brain to be like, if I'm going on a 45 axis, 
uh, you just push the joystick. Yes. That way. And Versus like, go okay, now I got to go a little bit this way and a little more this I, way. I mean, yeah. but listen, there's some people that have, they've, they've done so much Etch-A-Sketch when they were a kid. They're so good at it now. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. actually, yeah. that's yeah, the that's, wheel training yeah, right that's, there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that's not what I'm, I'm not fighting that snobbery. I am fighting logic here. It's like, I know when we hit that bump that I'm staring at, you're going to fuck this up. So I'm telling you before we hit it, you should try something else. And then you go, nah. I'm a I'm a wheels guy. It's like, all right, bro. <laughs> I'm a wheels take, guy. Take take it to your take it to your I mean, we've done chase scenes where the operator is on the wheels and it just looks like we have the shaker box on. It's just kind of like doing this. It's like, yeah, because when I hit the gas, it tilts up because yeah, his hand would do the same thing every time. Yeah. It's like, okay, you you hear the radio. Three, two, one. It's like Okay, so you know that on one, we start to see the car, and it goes sideways, and I push in behind it, and then we do si do and I'm on its left, and then when we go over that other thing, I'm going to cut to the other side. You know the body's doing yeah, this, yeah. so fucking do something about it. But you can't operate the wheels with your elbows in your sides. You just can't do this, and this is not good. So you have to use the fucking joystick. Yeah. I mean, or get the best wireless you can get. I mean, we have wireless for the Operate from a cart. On the side where you're not moving, it's I'm just, I'm totally fine with that. If if it technologically, if it works, the range is yeah. If the range works, which I haven't really had yeah. to do much wireless like that, but so, like, say you're doing that operation, is there like a convoy of other people behind you, like following this, or is what it are just, we talking about? Are we talking about point so you to got, point. You got your six dudes in the in the arm. Usually vehicle. it's five. Six six. Get, the person will get in the way of the arm operator. The arm operator needs to be able to turn his body to look so. I don't, I don't care that your client wants to sit in with it. Get the fuck out of there. Okay. It's five, five, including you. Five dudes, five dudes in the arm. Is there like another car? Say you're shooting from the front. Like a, vi- like a, like like a, a video a, van or something? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Usually so I don't want them that close. But no, yeah, but they're they sending video out of that 100%. car all yeah. the time. Okay. Yeah, like 90 some odd percent of the time, there's, yeah. there's a need for that second video. Yeah, that's sure. what I figured. Yeah. So there is like no real issue if that person. That car's also hitting bumps too. Like it's. Like what I'm talking about is like maybe like if you're shooting stunts and you're going point to point. All right, he slides through this intersection. We stop at the end of the block. Okay, cool. Well, maybe you can be on a cart over here. You know, just be line of sight to wherever the camera. If it's is. possible, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my solution for like, I I don't know how to use a joystick. I'm shooting this second unit sequence. We're gonna do some sliding, bumping, and yeah. we're gonna do the old bump and grind. It's like okay, well that's maybe the best way to do it. I mean, maybe we should try it because yeah. I'm tired of having people get in there and I hit the brakes. It's like you lean forward, I hit accelerate, you go back. I turn to the right, you lean to the, it's like your body's moving. I yeah. can't, what? I can't make you more. I can't strap you in harder. <laughs> like I can't, I'm right. sorry. This is, this, I mean, this is, you if you have like a big camera <laughs> audience, like this is where they will start to dislike me. But it's like, I'm not saying that you are not, that you shouldn't be proud that you spelled your name with the fucking wheels. I'm just saying that in the camera car, it might affect you negatively and you might not like your results. So maybe you can use this other thing. What is yeah. the, what is the, like the order of operations in, as in like priority of like the car, the, the picture car sure. has its track. Okay. And then you're working around that or is yeah. sometimes like they're like the camera movement's more important. So we want the camera to do this. Like who, who's, who, who's actually the one like first dictating all, where, who's First where? I need the setting. I need, is this a car commercial? 
is this a TV show or movie or something like, like what what is the setting, right? So like if we're doing a car commercial, we're doing something that's called running footage. Running footage is we have this stretch of road or maybe it's like two mile loop or maybe it's just like up and down a highway or something. And we have X amount of time on this road or space or speed or whatever to get all of the shots they have in the day. And they might say, oh, well, you know, it's all like the boilerplate stuff. I need this angle, that angle, this, and I'd really love to do this. I go, okay, well, the sun's over there. So why don't we push so that the sun is, you know, backlighting the car? Okay, great. So then we're going to do all the rear stuff. That decides where we, the orientation is maybe like the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then you're going to be like, give me, what I do is I usually give them like, give me three things. Like, we want the rear three quarter, and then you want the this, and you want the that. Okay, and then I will try and get you those to my best ability in that amount of time. So are you are you directing the stunt driver in the car you're I am, photographing? I am the only one in a car commercial setting talking to anybody because or talking to the picture car driver unless it is like, you know, maybe they have a second radio from production okay. for like um oh smile or something like that. If it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah. some, you know, it's real. Yeah. It's like be happier. But yeah. uh, but often I will I'll, I'll tell them like, "Hey, director, okay. director says smile." You know, it's like the reason we don't have this I don't want the director going, "Okay, a little faster, a little closer." It's like, "Well, yeah, who yeah. are you talking yeah, to?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know that I'm the only one. They're these people in this car, they're a little faster, a little tighter, a little this, blah, 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 blah. and I go, "A little closer, please." That's it. Yeah. I pinch a little walking on my finger. I go a little closer, 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 closer. Okay. And that's it. Like, but I distilled all that bullshit mm-hmm. down to closer, closer, closer. They don't care. Like, oh, it's not. Da, da, da. I want the badge. I don't want the headlights of this. I go, okay, well, I'll pull them in. Yeah. That's where, and that's where having your team. You're like translating yeah. the. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. The nonsense. A lot of, this is where having like a decade of Cameron nonsense behind me is like. they're like, pan, 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 I pan. Know Everything's a yeah. pan. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pan the car in? <laughs> no, pan the car. <laughs> Left or right? Up or down? That's what you got. You got pan, pan, yeah. pan, <laughs> pan. Oh, my God. You pan into third gear. Yeah. But yeah, so that's like a car commercial saying, I'll do that. And maybe we, we get to the end of the loop and we got to go back the other way. It's like, yeah. well, now the sun's on the other side. So let's pull them through here. And then okay. we do the next three things that are on your list. But we're, sometimes we're just playing jazz. Sometimes we're like, okay, we got everything we needed. Like, go get it. Like, go get Find what? It. Like, you know, some operator, one operator told me, I was like, try and fuck me up. It's like, all right, well, I'm just fucking, you know, trying to move them around. And like, it's fun. You know, the camera's moving. But if that's the vibe, right. it's not. You know, you might try and exploit some things that you saw along the way that you think like, oh, maybe that'd be cool if we come off of that onto this, and you know. But that's how that goes. But so in theory, they're hitting their marks and you're finding them on their marks, not necessarily they're coming into where your camera is. Depends. Yeah, I think it's a combo. So so like, let's just say, you know, we're behind the car. I can't say, you know, uh, come back to your mark, you know, I'm going to push into them. But like, if I'm looking forward and they're behind and I say like, okay, I need you to accelerate into this rear three quarter, hold the beat and then speed away. We'll kind of set them up. You know, it's constantly making these adjustments. There's no hard and fast rules in that. I've had a driver who could do nothing. And I had to do all of the, I had to make them look like, it is a car commercial for like a fancy car brand in New York. We had great access to the roads and all this. And it's just like between the DP, like not getting it. Like he was like, you know, a little space cadet 
despite having like a ton of experience and the driver was just like not my guy and not the person I wanted to hire. They hired somebody else because of some other politics stuff. And it's like they didn't hire, they didn't call me to stunt coordinate. They called me to drive the arm car. And I said, well, who's driving the picture car? And they go, this guy. And I was like, that's a model. Like, I'm going to give you a stunt guy. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, well, I'll hire this other guy. He's got more pedigree. This guy, he just n- never... He was always within two seconds of me making the call. He was never on time. I was like, okay, well, I need to. Th- and I felt the director like starting to boil. And I was like, all right, I, we're in it together, though. Like, I, I feel you because yeah. he hears me starting to get angry on the radio. So then I just start have, moving the chassis by myself. It's like I'm slam on the like I'm looking forward, slam on the brakes, land in that three quarter, and then fucking slam on the brakes again. <laughs> so right. He just had nothing, he, and I, I feel bad, but like that's like one of those things where it's like I'm gonna, what's the shot? I'm, I'm going to bleed for the shot. We're going to get it. I don't know what it is, but like I I can't tell you that there's a hard and fast rule on how to do it because what if we're working with a model, an actor, a person who's, you know, from, I mean, we've gotten guys like, oh, he's from Chevy. He's here to protect this prototype, mm-hmm. but we need to shoot this prototype. And he's like, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. And you're like, all right, go 30 because I'm going to fucking everywhere yeah. around yeah. the car. And then you start getting in front of him and he starts backing off and he's like, you're too close. And you go, yeah, we're we're good. You're, you're not looking, you know. But I don't have control of that. <laughs> yeah, that those yeah, are politics right. and business stuff that are beyond car commercial world. The other side of that is like the theatrical stuff, like stunts. It's more point to point, right? And you're doing doing a chase scene. You know who's doing what. It's like stunt coordinator is you know the voice of safety. They're the voice of God in this situation. They're going to tell you where they want all the puppet pieces. But I will put my two cents in. Be like, hey, I think you know to get the camera where you need it, I need to be here, or I need this much room to make that happen like it maybe that doesn't physically work or i can't chase him around this corner at that speed i will flip Mm -hmm. you know so like you you all work together we're all making the same movie yeah we're all making the same car commercial it's just there are no hard and fast rules like what is the best way to executing the plan that was on paper to make the best product it's like we'll you know i'm not going to do it if i can't do it i'm not going to tell you i can and then try and flip like i we do all the things that we need to do within the technological um, parameters we're working in, within our own personal abilities. Some guys or maybe some arm operators or camera operators are not a good at doing other sort of types of moves. It's like, okay, well, let's – this is what we have. Let's fucking work within what we got to make it pretty. Yeah, but you're also operating within your own scale of safety yeah. too. Like be yeah. able to know like what the car can do, like how to punch the brakes or like how to accelerate. Right, you, and, like, you're carrying a lot of weight. Like you step on the brakes one too many times, you go like, all right, well, my brakes are fading. So mm-hmm. the take that we just did, you want to like like that, but again, it's like, well, did we get it? Because this next one I might be like through that brick wall. So maybe we don't do it again. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's Jeez. next on the list? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can we just do some slow rolling shots where we let yeah. the air get into the brakes and cool it yeah. down? When you're, you're, so you're like essentially, you're kind of directing this whole operation. Tricky in, there. In a way. Tricky, yeah, tricky there. In a way. You know what I'm talking about. I know, in a way. I'm not, t- <laughs> I'm not trying to take away a director's shop. So don't come at me, DJ. But you are at least like, in some way like I am orchestrating yes, a little bit. I am distilling with all of this experience that I've gathered, all this shit that I, I, keeps me up at night thinking about. I've taken all the words and all the thoughts and all the like little um, the decks that they sent and all the, like, we want the vibe to be like this. All right, cool. Give me all that shit. Vibes. I'm going to take, <laughs> give me the vibes. I'm going to take all, I'm going to distill that into the fewest amount of words I can mm-hmm. in real time or the most words I can in prep, in the safety meeting, whatever, to tell people what we want to get 
And then when it happens, it happens through my walkie. Your translator. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not like I don't want to add my creativity on top of your shit. I'm done DP. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I don't direct. I don't. I don't care. I want the product to be really good, and I might have a good idea. And chances are, they're going to be like, "Yeah, that sounds great," because that adds to it. Car stuff is, you know, what if we add the shot? It's like, why not? If we don't like it, we throw it out. We're here. Exactly. We're here all day shooting this car. Maybe it's like, let's try that one thing. You know, so I'll throw it in there. I'll try every once in a while. Yeah. Did you do like um, stunt driver training or anything like that? Or yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stunt driver training in his backyard. Yeah, he up, just tested know, his own car. You know what's funny is <laughs> I did. I was the least. I was the least likely to get into stunt stuff when I was young. Like my, yeah, you I, had a Honda Fit. Uh, <laughs> You want to learn how to slide a Honda Fit? (laughs) You already told me. What are you talking about? The handbrake in your Eco Sport? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's party, dude. Um, Let's party. We got to party. Pay him first, though. (laughs) (laughs) That is the new slogan. It really is a Metro car. You want to party? Pay me. (laughs) What were we talking about? Uh, Uh, Stunt driver school. So I, the, the thing with the stunt stuff, right? It was, I always wanted to do this. I had this tab for a stunt driving school open on my computer for the longest time and i just never had the ball i i didn't understand what stunt driving is or how do you get into it you know i would watch like a bond movie or something like fucking awesome how do i Mm -hmm. i want to do that shit i didn't know until later on like oh well i could be on the other side of the camera and do and with those guys because there there's maybe like a high pedigree of people or people that are older than me that have this experience they should be doing these jobs my time will come. Okay, everything in due time. But maybe I'll try this stunt driving school. Eh, maybe not. Get a phone call one day. Hey, uh, you know, it's non-union car commercial thing from a producer friend of mine. Do you, you look like this guy. Do you want to double him in this, it was a Kia Stinger, when the Kia Stinger first came out, so like 2016. Do you want to double him in this car commercial? And I go, yes. You know, like, I'm not a stunt person. I just, I had done performance driving stuff. I, had always wanted to do like, I think what's better in my hands than it is some fucking random person. I'm not going to do anything stupid. It's all wheel drive cars. I'm going to like spin it and whatever. I was like, all right, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And when the job was done, I was like, this is what I want to do. So I felt like I took somebody's job though. I had this little like guilt, like this like good boy guilt. I was like, well, somebody, <laughs> somebody's been training. Like they should. So I called the stunt driving school. I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this. And they go, okay, come. I went, drove for a couple of days. Learned the stuff, like the, the basics of what they're doing, which is totally different than all the performance-oriented stuff that I was doing. So now I'm like, oh, okay, I have to learn how to make this look fun or make it look big. It's pageantry. You want yeah. smoke. You want noise. You need, you need to go sideways. I was doing like autocross, like time trial races. Like you're trying to be as quick as you can through that. Like, no, it's not about being quick. All right, now I learned all that stuff. Now it's on you. Buy a car. Practice get into other forms of driving. You know, you should learn how to drive on loose surface. You should learn how to do some drifting. You should drive front wheel drive cars and rear wheel drive cars. Like you need to try and slide SUVs. Like you have to keep your training going. And um, a big thing I did was I took, after I started the camera car company, I brought the camera car out to train with guys. And that, that's how we mm. kept sharpening the, the, the sword. But the stunt driver training, you, you can come at it from like, I'm a... I'm a retired NASCAR guy. It's like, well, mm-hmm. great. You have tons of wheel time. You just need to understand what we do and then do some car acting on top of that. 
you'll, you'll get it. You have so much wheel time. That person might have a career in stunt driving, but maybe they might be completely uninterested in fighting, falling, doing all that other stuff. Right. Right. So that's where the, you know, it's like, how do you learn stunt driving? It's like, well, you get a little bit and you go do a bunch of other stuff and then hopefully somebody hires you to finally drive something. You don't get to just like, let me keep training for it. Like yeah. for what? If you're not good at everything else, they're not going to call you to it's do really anything It's really weird else. like that. Yeah. It's like the, like I asked about rigging once because like I had a bunch of sure. grip rigging experience and I was like, you guys are hanging truss. I hate the way that looks. Well, like it works for them because they're the ones that using it. But it's like their riggers are the same people doing the stunt and everything like that. It's, it's just that's, that's their team. It was really weird to me. Yeah, it's weird. It's like I feel like the whole industry operates that way where it's like you you go to like you go to film school and you learn things but you don't get the real experience until you just start oh, to yeah. fucking do it. Like it's a catch 20. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, isn't it good when you are young and you like try a bunch of different departments and you kind of get well-rounded <laughs> in a few things and then you go like, "Oh, well, I know what I'm not good at." Yeah. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do that. But you know, that also stops you from say like a job comes up it's like, "Oh, you have to you're the double for, I want, want you to be the double for so-and-so. And you go, okay, cool. Well, there's a lot of driving. That stunt coordinator knows not to call you. It's like, well, if I'm not a good driver. It's like, well, they're not going to call me. Or they're right. going to call you to do all the other stuff and call somebody who's just a driver. Like, that's how that works. Like, it, yeah. the stuff that you're not good at, it will become evident very quickly, and then you will likely not get to do it again. So, like, practice, train, whatever. Like, the problem is in New York, the stunt school doesn't operate very often. And uh, so how do you get good? It's like, it's, it's on you. Just keep trying to get better all the time. Yeah, for sure. Is there any component that, like, you think AI is going to affect the way that you do things at all? Were we, t- we were talking about this outside. Yo, I, w- I, I was interested if you were seeing, like, the writing on the wall because I feel like a lot of departments with the technology and with the strikes that just happened, it feels like a lot of people that I'm talking to are, like, like there's an end and I can see it in the distance. I don't know when I'm going to get to it, but I see it. I have one real like onset experience with like how quickly they were able to decide that they'll just fix it later. Mm. Right? You know, the, the fix it in post sort of thing. It's kind of hard when you're like sliding cars and burnouts and all this. Tr- but when, because all the elements are moving so much, it's like, well, how do you track this thing? We weren't planning to do it with mm. any sort of, CGI or anything like that, but how quickly they were just like, yeah, we'll fix, we'll fix it. I'm like, whoa, I'll tell you about that in a second. But just sitting at home, saw a TV commercial of a, it was a Hyundai, maybe one of the electric Hyundais, driving on some random road that I couldn't tell where the hell it was, and it's like changing color as it gets closer and closer and closer. I go, oh, that's a fake car. It looked pretty good. And then like it drove past camera, and then it's like in the studio or like a studio setting, and it's changing color, color. And I go, oh, that whole car commercial was fake. And I was like, you know, they Gran Turismo'd it or whatever. You know, right. it's all just like, and I'm like, well, you know, if they just really wanted those two shots, they didn't really need us for that. I wonder how close that is. It looked, you know, m- my parents wouldn't have been able to know the difference. Yeah. Did you, Joey, did you shoot that one? Yeah. Like, no, no, I didn't. So well, I don't. They have that car too that like the wheelbase changes the, the and mill, everything. And then you the just... mill had the Blackbird. That's yeah. what you're referencing. Everybody references this thing. It had an expandable wheelbase and, and track width and, and sensors all over it. And it was very tricky and it did not work all the time. Ultimately, we're beyond that. I yeah. don't think that that has much value anymore. That's um, like a cool BTS thing. 
but yeah right it's like you know a guy like in this like little formula skeleton you know like a little formula three looking car with like you know stealth fighter yeah pads on it and it's like it was weird but like i think that you don't even need that anymore so we did a bentley photo ad with a volkswagen whatever audi no audi audi s a8 because it shared the same roof and the same wheelbase so we're doing this photo ad we have a phase one photo camera in the rig shannon madden's on the wheels just like lining up the shot and we get this photo of an audi and they go yeah but it'll be a bentley when we're done it's like weird but that's stills yeah so i'm doing the the wolves movie last february right it's you know the director and dp from spider-man it's john watts and larkin sepal right they're like they know computer generated images better than me we're you know um Sunk guy Casey O'Neill is like throwing a 180, and then we had these dogs, these BMW dogs. They just would not, they had no power. He could throw it and he could get it to kind of power out, but there was no pageantry. The tires were not spinning, you know, it was not wasn't a very beautiful burnout. But he Casey's a gangster. He got it to do what it needed to do. And, you know, we were all, you know, George Kyle, the stunt coordinator, and Casey and I were standing around going, like, no, let's fucking do it one more time. And and they're like, nah, we got it. We'll, we'll just make it more, and then it'll be. It was that easy. And I was like, oh, but we're here. Right. Don't take it away. Like, let's, you know, part of us doing this thing is like, we like doing like trying to push yourself and yeah, getting like it. get yeah, it, yeah, fucking wanna, get yeah, it. You want to do it's it? Like, yeah, the technology, you know, in this car is hurting us. This BMW stunt car, or whatever, was like the handbrake was working, the steering wheel worked, but like, just didn't have a lot of power. Or the computer, the traction system kept coming in and even though it was maybe defeated it's like all right well what's something's wrong but like let's solve the problem like that's fucking filmmaking right Mm -hmm. nah fucking you know i don't think that's the wrong choice i mean in that moment these guys know that you don't have to overwork this crew in this moment and all this stuff but like they're enhancing what we did Mm -hmm. okay all right now we're in tricky territory or it's weird you know right I don't know how far that goes. I don't want it to go any further. I don't even want that to happen. But like, well, it's because VFX didn't have a union at the time, so they can work those guys to the fucking <laughs> bone. <laughs> yeah. But like, where is the end of it though? Yeah. Like, do, is it is it next time? It's like, yeah, Joe, just line the camera up over here, and you know, you got the stopwatch out, and you go like, cool, that's enough time for that car to go away. Okay, cool. And you go, what? Did we shoot it? Like, yeah, we shot. We shot the plate. Like, if that's the next thing, it's like, I'm, I'm out. It takes, like, all the fucking fun out of it. Just like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it did. But you're, you're, like, you're not cooking anymore. You're and just, it's like, not like, reheating that. shit. And it's also, it's not like the VFX guys appreciate that shit either because they're, they have to then all do all the fucking work. Like, right. that's the reason why all these people are now probably going to form a union because they're basically creating all the shit that they could have done practically at some point. It's like, well, now we have to spend a billion hours making right. this shit you should have just at least half-assed well, got it's on a set. billion paid hours and then, then they're making more money than everybody then that's great for them but yeah, i not. but, if, I think, but not but if I there's think, a shortage of those people that are good at it for or sure. available to do it you know for what sure I mean? but the, i think that's the union will push if like if all of the vfx people unionize it'll push some of that work back but to the, the real home. the real issue with vfx is that it can be done anywhere in the world yeah and you can just send that right. thing wherever the cheapest. What was that thing. movie that they did? Like they had people all over the fucking planet, like building like little pieces of people and putting them together. I don't know the reference, ex- but there huh. was like a movie where they were like, "Oh yeah, he's animating the leg and he's doing the arm." And 
Yeah. Oh. Frankenstein, this thing together. Well, I mean, there's like, if you look at just like any movie that has a bunch of effects, there's like, yeah, there's a house in New York. There's a house in LA. Oh, there's, there's a house 20, somewhere yeah. else. And then there's like a house in Ecuador. There's a house yeah. in Poland. There's a house in like, you know, it's like. Yeah. But I think, I, I think we, I mean, we talk about this a lot. I feel like every time we come back to it, there's always going to be that one purist. There's always going to be that guy that so, wants to shoot it on film. So there's don't, so don't hire the, him. That if, if it's about money, no, no, no. I know. The, the yes, studio yes. would just be like, "Well, this guy's he's persona non grata." We're not going to. I mean, it, fuck it, with this it's guy. the the most recent reference that I can get back to is Christopher Nolan's been talking about uh, recently. Like, he he knows that he's one of the very few people that has access to the crazy fucking shit that they give him. The so NIS he counts, so yeah. well, no, not even just that, but just like the resources to do any fucking project he wants. Mm. So he consciously thinks I have to keep doing these big projects cuz who the hell else are they going to give this to? He he brings yeah, he brings yeah. the money. So it's 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 one of those things there's always going to be that one guy or like hopefully more than one person, but there's like why do we still shoot 35? Cuz some people still fucking love shooting 35. There's always going to be someone that wants to be that purist that goes back and doesn't want to do it in post. But it also only serves that medium so much well, because at some yeah. point it's like I'm not the, saying it's enough to yeah. to fucking run the whole thing forever, yeah. but yeah, he's it, like becomes kind of like a one trick pony because like you only shoot IMAX and then it's like all right, well you've you clearly shown that like not everything needs to be shot on IMAX all well, the time. Right. You know? I heard this uh, this was Tarantino on an interview I heard recently. Right, he was like, well, you know, uh, somebody oh Howard Stern, he was on Howard Stern. They were asking him about uh, you know what do you think about marty scorsese saying marvel movies aren't movies mm -hmm. and his which this opened me up to like kind of new ideas here tarantino goes yeah but to like a kid who's like 16 who's all he's seen is like fucking from iron man one up until now it's like those are movies yeah. mm -hmm. it's like okay so for the next generation filter face filters and all this like that is going to be for them like what mm -hmm. what moving pictures are it's like what well, a computer generated image telling the story might be just as good to them. Yeah. So like, hmm. yeah, there's like an age thing going on here. There's a, you know, are we at the head of the technology or at the tail of the technology? Where are we in that, in that trajectory? But also like, what if you get that Nolan type who's like, I'm going to push the boundaries of like what I can do on my keyboard and make a box office, you know, mega hit. And it's like, well, that would be a crazy fuck. I hope, you know, delete this part. Don't tell this guy that it's a good idea. But like, maybe somebody does like an AI fucking movie and it's, and it, as the kids say, it slaps. You know? <laughs> someone, yeah, yeah, someone will do that. 100%. I just, like, I just like breaking down. I have a couple of moments where there's a breakdown. That's hilarious. <laughs> it slaps. Hashtag it slaps. Hashtag it's fire. Was there like a shoe or like a job you ever did that like you were, you were super excited to do it and you like to this day you think about like, man, that was such a fun like camera car like job that I did. And that's like, it's a kind of a reminder of like why you keep doing this stuff. When you think about how little time me and my company have had to like, you know, I'm not coming. We're, we're, this is like a formal setting. We're having mm. an interview. Yeah. You're talking to me. Yeah. I'm not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got to fucking look at this. This is a microphone. Yeah, this is my it's button up. Super yeah. formal. <laughs> Mike's wearing a button up. Normally, yeah. normally Bert's in formal, shorts. This is a formal <laughs> and formal <laughs> Formal film. It's relative. But I, I, like I'm coming at this from like a, you know, this is the beginning of my career. Mm, okay. Right. I this is not like the I'm the old grizzled vet who's done all the cool shit and I was on this and that and Fast and the Furious one two three four nine. It's like I haven't had the chance to do the things that I'm 
that are in my mind, like the things that I'm eyeballing for the future. I have had a couple of great opportunities, but, you know, I, uh, just we're in TV town, right, in New York, right? So we, I'm going to get to see all of these great stunt people that I kind of like came up with, driving with, and like met through the years. I'm going to get to see them from the camera side get to do, live their fucking dreams and get to do their cool shit that they want to do and that the, the stuff that they sacrificed their health for and their backs and all this like, oh, you get to slide the car or jump the thing and do it. Like, cool, I'm going to be there for that. I'm going to make sure the camera's in the right fucking place. That's my job. But how much have I done so far that I'm like, oh, I'm super proud of? It's like, we've had a bunch of good results. So yeah, that's great. But like, I'm not, I can't, I don't, my brain doesn't even work like that. Like there's no compliments. There's no, there's no, proud there's no pat on like no 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 like we're just getting started we're six years in we had three years of covid we had eight, how many months was the fucking strike and like you know all of this time was a grind in my barely six years of owning mm -hmm. this business Th there isn't this is this is still like tip of the iceberg yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the what are you proud of it's like i'm proud that i can still feed myself like this is that's it like most people would have quit by now. Key grip, Ted Lehane, he, the one of the first things he said to me when we started showing him some of our gear, he goes, yeah, you just got to last long enough. And I was like, what? What kind of fucking <laughs> advice is that? He's fucking right. Yeah. You just have to stick it out long enough to where the op you have to be prepared so when the opportunity shows up, you're fucking ready and you got to do everything you fucking can to mm -hmm. do a good job. It's like there's other people on the other side of this that are trying to, do their best job, and it's like you don't want to be the person who holds them back. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a role player, right? Like the whole business is a role player. We're all role play Even the DP is a fucking role player. Yeah, you have creativity and all your shit you want to put in there. Mm, sort of. Mm. But it's like this, the, the bigger thing is the, the project, the, the, the product, mm -hmm. the, end, the end result, what the audience will see. And it's like if my job is to drive 15 miles an hour and then the arm goes up like this and it drives out into the distance and that's the only reason they called us. It's like, yeah, I'm proud of that. That's great. We did it. Okay. Exactly how they wanted. They forgot our names. They forgot they called us. The check was three weeks late. It doesn't matter. It's like, that's the job. Mm. So hopefully I can answer that question differently in the future, but fucking AI is going to kill us before that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Do you have any advice for anyone that's interested in camera cars or interested in, like, this kind of work? <laughs> don't. <laughs> it's always I mean, don't. You said that earlier, but... The answer is don't. Uh -huh. The answer is don't. I, and I will be, I will be brutally honest. Right. No, I will make jokes. As we right. know about your, you yeah. know, your email that you send after the job, you're brutally honest. Yeah. Well, they asked for that. This one, you didn't ask for it. You asked for like a cute, like yeah, like follow your dreams. No, no. I didn't ask for that either. Bitch, I said advice. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your dreams. Listen, it's your advice. There are, if we're talking camera car, right? There are, there are only so many opportunities. The pie, right? Meaning the pie of work never gets bigger. The more people that come into this market, the less of that pie you will get. The mistake that I made, not the mistake that I made, the, the smart thing that I did was I got in at a time where there was one other company locally, and there was us, and then everybody followed in and they bought these rigs and whatever, and like, they're not working. Why are we working? It's like, well, okay, well, it's all I do. I literally did no, nothing else to make this thing work. So the only advice I have is like, if you're going to do it, do nothing else. Like, you know, obviously be, you know, make money and do whatever, but it's like, 
we're not, I'm not going to call you to drive for my company. You know, say I'm busy doing something. It's like, well, I'm not going to call you to drive for me if I don't know you. I need to know that you will do as good as I can do. It's like, okay, well, how do you do that? It's like, well, you train, you, you have all the technical knowledge, you have all the experience. It's like, well, how do you get that? It's like, I don't know. Like start from the bottom, go be a fucking intern with some other company. Like, I, I don't know how to give you advice on how to get there because my path was different than somebody else's right. path. But we are saturated in this market. There is not enough work going on. They're cutting budgets. There are crews all over the United States that have rigs that are sitting, collecting dust. Do not get into this business to do camera cars. You can go drive for somebody else. You can learn how to run the crane, operate the crane for somebody else. You want to be a, a specialty camera operator, go learn how to be a head tech and learn how all those systems work and learn how to solder, learn how to weld, learn how to drive a fucking trailer, get your class A, CDL, do, do things that make you more valuable. But I can't give you advice on like how to kind of pursue the thing that I'm doing because if I give you any real good advice outside of that like too specific you're just going to be fighting me in the end and I'm going to crush you <laughs> I, you, uh, you don't dabble in owning a Porsche <laughs> yeah but no but but and you know that's I had to end it on a joke because I felt like I was a little too real but it's like I'm, I'm being serious it's like no, man, be you real, have honestly. to get your skills up you have to be like I, I know how to shoot I know how to rig and how to drive I know how to prep the gear I know how the I know how the head works. I know how the crane works. I know how to fix the car. It's like you have to have all those things, and I have to be a salesman. I have to be like I'm charming enough to book enough jobs to feed myself, but I'm not charming enough where I'm you know so charming where I can be like away from people because I'm so goddamn rich. So it's like you need to have enough skills to get yourself to the party. And if you're there and you have the gear, that's great. I would just buddy up with other people that are better than you. That's the best advice. It's like go find another company. You know, there's there's Metro, there's, you know, in New York, there's, you know, action camera cars. Good luck getting in with them. There's, you know, guys down in Atlanta. There's guys in Florida. There's guys in Texas. Like, where do you live? Go say hi. Go ask questions. If you really want that life, fucking good luck, you know? But you wouldn't recommend this life. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Totally honest. I would not go be a steady cam operator or something i don't know like <laughs> there's no really it's like the, the easier ways you have to, to make fucking more love money. it you have to like yeah. really fucking love it because yeah well the, um, there's like i love doing the job you know it's the, the things like oh they pay me to commute or they pay me to travel it's like oh yeah. that's you know it's like yeah the job is great the job sucks it's hard yeah i have five people there's five people in the car i have to not kill them Barrier to entry. Don't kill them. Don't kill the director. Don't kill the DP. Don't kill your buddy. Like, you know, that's how that goes. But it's like, and I have to execute. And your adrenaline's up. You're doing it. You have to be calm. You have to be collected. You have to be working in this weird chaotic space. You have to do some choreography. You have to get all the points. In you. Okay, cool. And sometimes you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to do evasive things. Sometimes you have to have all these logistical problems just to get to do the shot at zero hour. It's like, it's filmmaking. That's what it is. But it's at you know, the expense of like my health. I don't get to live close to the city. I don't get, you know, I don't get to be where my gear is and, and then also be like proximate to where all the jobs are happening. It's like, so I do a lot more travel. Okay, you're a DP. There's a 10 day shoot. How many days do you work? Probably 15, you get a couple of days of prep and then you shoot the day. One day. 
Yeah. So how do I live comfortably? It's like, go back to being a DP. How many fucking DPs are there? Just shitload. That's right. So how do you do what I do? It's like, why do you want to do what I do? I got in because I didn't know. And now you asked me the question, so now you know, so don't do it. It's not great. Like, you know, we make okay money. People go, oh, man, I wish I made what the stunt guys are making. It's like, okay, so you have a guy who has a, a bearded guy, right? And he's this height and this complexion and that general weight or size. It's like, how many days is that guy doing that gag? Well, that's how many times you're going to double that person or be used as a utility. Maybe you have other skills, rigging, whatever. It's like, okay, so your earning potential is X, okay? Is that better than the grip who works every fucking day on the show? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. The crew work more than everybody else. I, I don't know if I had to if I did it all again like I to save my sanity I, I would not be doing this yeah yeah but now I'm a little pot committed I'm financially committed I have a business partner and I you're stubborn certainly but also like like I said like I'm task oriented like at the beginning of this interview I was like yeah, I'm task oriented like well now the job is to fucking win yeah so I'm here they all tried to crush my little cute little company, you know, when it was just a kid. And I'm like, well, now they, that's fine, fine. now I'm going to win. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. so I have that stubborn thing and it's yeah. like, all right, well, now I'm here. Okay, might as well. <laughs> just you with the joystick and that bump. Just out, riding like. that bump out. <laughs> but like I, the film industry is hard. Like we, we're so spoiled. Yeah. We have such great like crafty. We get to do fun things. We get sometimes, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's really fun and like, but there's all this hard shit that people don't understand that go into it. And being in the specialty world, it's like, I'm sorry, but my overhead is crazy. Yeah, and it, it's it, my overhead's crazy without like, if if you had the space I had and you wanted to put a rental house in there, you can make so much goddamn money. But mine is like, it's just enough for these like three or four vehicles, mm. and they only work like one works one day here, one works the other day. They don't all go out every day. It's not C stands. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I would say, partner up. Yeah. Strengthen numbers. So when you're doing these, maybe maybe you don't know this, but like stunt driving, you know, you're doing these things with like modern cars. Sure. Are you disabling some of these features to sure. get the things that you want to do? <laughs> like, because I could imagine, you know, like I I did something with an R8 and it was like they wanted it to do this thing and it just like wouldn't fucking do it. What did they want it to do? They wanted to kind of go like sideways on the yeah. thing. And it's like yeah. it just, it's all, it's all it will force you to... Yeah not do that yeah. right it's it's all-wheel drive mm -hmm. right so it's it, the front wheels are also powered so like overpowering with the rear to overstep the front it's like well then it's got traction systems oh i turned the traction control off it's like no no, no. you turned off as much as they would let you turn off exactly so you got a little wheel chirp but it's protecting you it doesn't want itself to crash so what do you do it's like well you can pull out the wheel speed sensor so it doesn't know how fast the wheels are going okay you can pull out the abs fuses and things and so maybe you can slide the car it's like okay you can add a handbrake to the rear it's like okay but am i going to limp mode limp mode is like i know something's wrong i don't know why it's wrong but the car is broken therefore uh, you can only drive 15 miles an hour hmm. it, like some cars will do that so you have to get in you have to tune them you have a uh, you know some software guy go in there and tweak some stuff but that's car dependent yeah i mean you can you can slide a Mustang, but like, can you slide a you know a, you know example? I guess would be an all like a like an expedition. It's like maybe not. Yeah. 
and you know all, a lot of these cars have like little like parking brake finger buttons now yeah. so they don't even have like hand or so foot brakes electronic, so if you show up on set and you're like oh i this car is not prepped so i'm just trying i just have a regular ass car the answer is probably like you probably cannot get it to slide so it's like what are you gonna do you're gonna take this car that you rented off of fucking Turo and put a <laughs> put a handbrake put a handbrake in it it's like no you're not it's like so you have to understand like what what's the action that you're trying to get it's like you can probably get any car to kind of do a reverse 180 but you can't get every car to do a 90 yeah you know my i have a, a drive a daily drive an audi a3 it's a cute little thing so it's basically a volkswagen it's not an audi and a little finger parking button it's like in the dirt i can get it to kind of rotate but like with with expertise not like like i can't get it to i can't just like rip a thing like it doesn't do it yeah it doesn't it just wants to go straight is that part of like when they call you and they ask you to do something is like one of the first questions you ask what car okay so are we talking about me in front of the camera well i get if you're stunt coordinating it or something they want or like you know it's a car commercial or or anything like that it's like how how involved are you with like like what like do you even care what they want that car to do, or is that beyond the scope of your job and you figure it out when you get there? Okay. Well, if they're if I'm say I'm coordinating the commercial, then yes, I want to I want to know. Say I'm not coordinating the commercial, I still want to know because I'm yeah. still going to be the guy fucking talking to this driver who's doing stuff. But if I'm the performer, and they ask like, "Hey, uh, you want to drive on Tuesday?" Like you generally just say yes if you think you're capable, but like. You know, it's on them if they want to give you that sort of information. So let's just say it's a car commercial, and they go, like, ah, we're doing the uh, Chevy Equinox. And you go, great. It's like, I know they don't want that car to do anything. Right. They don't want, like, it's a fucking family, Equinox. Yeah, just family driving. But what if it's, um, you know, like the, okay, here's, like, I'll find a weird one to answer that question. Uh, the Mustang Mach-E, the electric Ford. You might be like, okay, it's still sort of a sporty car. Maybe they want us to slide it. It's like, well, it's fucking electric. I'm not getting in there and pulling shit. Like, I don't know. If it matters to Ford, if they're, like, intimately involved with it, they might have an engineer on site to do something. If it's a big enough ad, they might have somebody modify that car. If it's a prototype and they're just going to literally destroy it after, you know, the year's done, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe they can put a handbrake in it and you can force it to slide. Um... Yeah, every car is different. Every situation is different. It's not. I don't really have like an answer for that. But right. all, but all, but to that question is like yeah. Sometimes it just it won't go. Yeah. Sometimes you did all the things right. To my example about the the BMW uh, on that movie, it's like sometimes it just doesn't want to go. Yeah. Because like you did all the things that you had to do. You pulled the fuse, but something else is not relaying. It's like oh maybe it's the sensor here or something. It's like. How much time do you really have to play with? Yeah, it? I wasn't sure if like you had someone maybe on your team that was skilled in like flashing, like the computers no. or the. That's that's like a whole different. Well, because like, you were saying like you were in, cars usually have you're into like performance effect. car racing, right? Yeah. In the beginning, so it's like, you know, what if you kill the car? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Mike doesn't care. He's just he's behind the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally you hear it, but I'm also like, what is it? Is it a fifty-fifty? Like, or is it like a ninety-ten? Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, the run-of-mill stuff, like you're not really doing. You're just accelerating away. You're stopping on a mark. You know, they're really not trying to break traction a lot. And then yeah. when they want to, usually they want to break all the traction. Yeah. Um, you're shooting out in you know loose surface. That's great. It's like 
every car will throw some throw some dirt in the surface. So it's like everybody looks like a hero there. So that's kind of yeah. cool. But like getting the car to rotate the way you want it, it's like well, if I'm if I'm working that job, I might be like, well, let me hire somebody who knows how to really drive in the dirt and who maybe has experience driving big SUVs in the dirt and like you have to kind of move that body around a little bit or this one's got a transverse engine and it's front wheel drive bias it's like well getting that car to flick is different than you know a car that you can lock into rear wheel drive or like maybe has a rear drive bias like so they're gonna they're gonna perform differently they're gonna act differently so you get somebody who knows how to fucking drive it yeah Mm. it's like the best you can do is like you have the best minds and the best gear that they'll give you and you do the best you can within reason yeah <laughs> I, I mean, my, me personally, I just love when I see commercials where it's like a car that shouldn't be doing like right. you know, slides and burnouts. It's just like a Corolla or something like that, and it's just fucking ripping. You can slide a Corolla. No, I know, but like that's not well, a who's car going that, to. It's <laughs> it's not, a, I slid a Corolla. <laughs> like a <laughs> that's like you having fun on the weekends. A random like a dad, uh, like no. a forty-five-year-old dad yeah. of three, isn't yeah. going out. You know, like Paul. It's like you don't know. Out of supermarket. You know it's just does. fucking like burning <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that's. Fucking. But those that's been car commercials for great. I fucking loved commercials. I remember there was like a minivan commercial where it was like basically they were like racing the minivan. It was like. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's those new ones now that it's like they're basically filming an action movie and they're like, but it's not an action movie. This is a car commercial. Oh, I haven't seen this. There's there's like two or three. I I forget what brand it is, but it's like they're just like they're filming a car chase scene and then they're like, but it's not a car chase. It's like it's a car commercial. I think I think the legal side of advertisement has, you know. These car manufacturers, they have to deal with so much like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you can't show people doing this or doing that or it can't yeah. be, has to be on a closed course and all this. It's like mm-hmm. they probably just don't want to show the cars in that light very often. Uh, They've also it, like killed all the comedy out of most comedies. Ads. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Like they don't there's no ads today that are like comedic. Super Bowl's coming up. Th- that's the only <laughs> the only way that yeah. comedy gets infused is during the Super Bowl. There's no like. I mean, Super Bowl happened. Ads. I mean, I have a bunch of ideas for comedic car ads. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> the Super Bowl. So I always hear the term, and you mentioned you used this term earlier, Russian arm. Okay. Oh so yeah. When people say Russian arm, like what, like where does that term come from when they're describing the car? And what? What? Why? Like, why? What? What? Yeah. And also, like, yeah. I saw there was. I was why? like, why? Just go with why. And then I was like, uh, so. The uh, the auto robot was like the first crane car little thing. You could put it on anything and swing it around. That was a bunch of – that was like Soviet-era tech, right? Soviet military tech mm-hmm. turned into camera tech. And it was like the to balance the, the uh, tank, you know, mm. uh, weaponry. So it's like, okay, that technology makes it into film stuff. Those guys speak Russian. They make this cool auto, auto robot that they're putting on cars. They come over to America, and everybody goes, yeah, it's the Russian guys. Mm. It's like because they're speaking Russian, Soviet Union, whatever the borders were at that point. But like now those guys are what we have is the Ukraine. So they're a bunch of Ukrainians. So the, the term Russian arm is like the Kleenex. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the, you know. And there, I think there's some like copyright shit about that, but I don't know anything about that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I honestly didn't know if it was y- Ukraine like the country or you – Ukraine. So now, th- because of the political situation we're in right now, they don't want to k- let people k- keep saying the Russian arm. So it's like now it's called the U 
Ukraine, not UK, but like U-C-R-A-N-E, like the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, so the, the company that we work with, Filmotechnic, they're like one of the granddaddies of this fancy technology. So we call it the Ukraine. But that's roughly the same lineage of tech as all the other companies are using, you know, whose intellectual property got split here and there and started their own company, whatever. It's everybody's got their Ukrainians and their engineers and whatever. But like, that's where it comes from. It's like Soviet military tech turned camera tech, given a nickname because Americans are like, yeah, they speak Russian, whatever. (laughs) Now it's here. And that's like the, you know, I'm not a historian. I just, that's as much as I think I know. It kind of checks out. It's good enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, the taking military tech and adapting it for filmmaking. That seems like a... It seems very logical to me. Like, it translates to other things. Do do they drive tanks with a joystick or with wheels? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, are they on the road? You go into a tank and there's just a guy with a tank on wheels? Pan up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Well, on that note, uh, Joe, thanks so much for coming on the show and for just sharing so much about Metro Camera Cars and just your experience as a stunt driver. And um, we'll put your information in the description so people can find you. But I know your website is MetroCameraCars.com, right? MetroCameraCars.com. Instagram, there's not a lot going on in the winter, but it's uh, at Metro Camera Cars, all one word. Yeah, fucking hit me up. And if people have questions, they just hit you up. I mean, you Call me, shoot me an email, whatever, metrocameracars at gmail.com. Yeah. Come, oh, cool. Come uh, see the gear if you're in town. You're, we're in upstate New York. That's where we keep the stuff. You want to come see the th- fancy Three tech? new crane techs right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want me to. <laughs> Listen, like I said, the pie's not big enough. You guys are, are going to have to fight for it. So. And he will crush us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so Wait, much for watching, guys. You, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Peace. Ugh. Let's party. Oh, yeah. Dude, you gotta get shirts that say let's party.